Hey, good news, everybody. It's the uh, it's the Biden inflation crisis. Yay. Consumer price index is up 5%, which is higher than Wall Street expected. And it means the cost of your goods are going to go way up. And the best part is it doesn't include fuel and food because bacon is up 19%. Yeah, that's that should that should ring alarm bells for everybody. At the same time, the story about BlackRock, this investment firm buying up all these houses, is get it's it's going viral. This Twitter thread, it's got like twenty five thousand retweets, and I talked about it. And Ben Shapiro chimed in, in defense of BlackRock uh, and conservatives and leftists, and basically everybody was like, "Yo, Ben, you're you're wrong on this one." But we'll take a look at what his argument is because it, it comes from like a freedom libertarian kind of perspective. I, I personally d- disagree with his his perspective, and we'll, we'll, we'll break all that down. And then we got uh, just just a bunch of stuff going on, man. California is facing a mega drought. This is going to exacerbate the cost of goods. So I, I hope you're ready. They're rationing in California. They're issuing rations now because the water is so low. It's going to get bad, and it may be worse than the last drought. So. I guess that means your avocados are gone, and uh, I don't know, humans don't eat alfalfa, but that means your cows won't be eating alfalfa. Maybe we'll get corn-fed beef. But I think things are going to start getting worse, because when you have Joe Biden pumping $6 trillion into the economy with a spending package, meanwhile, they're also paying people not to work. Demand is being artificially increased, while supply is being artificially decreased, and that is just a recipe for an economic explosion. Maybe it's on purpose. Joining us today to talk about all this stuff, we got author Lee Smith of the, uh, he, you wrote The Permanent Coup. That's right. How's it going? You want to just do a little brief introduction of yourself? Yeah. Well, first of all, it's great to be here. Thanks very much. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I'm an author and that was, that's my most recent book, The Permanent Coup. And before that, I uh, wrote a book in 2019 called The Plot Against the President, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in, all time, of all, uh, in U.S. history. And that was a book about Congressman Nunes' investigation into uh, into all of the uh, Russia stuff. And as it turns out, Donald Trump is not a Russian spy. Really? But, yeah, hmm. surprisingly. I'm, I hate to give away the ending of my book. It's also a documentary movie. And uh, so I don't want to give away the ending, but I'll, I'll give a hint. Donald Trump is not a Russian spy. Yeah, um, it, it, it uh, turns out in the news today, Donald Trump uh, did not clear Lafayette of the protesters for a photo shoot. That was yeah. fake news. We knew it was uh, fake news. At the time it was reported, uh, we were like, they had pre-scheduled the clearing of the protesters. Uh, yeah, it, it, it turns out that if you want to have a pretty good understanding of what happened during the four years of the Trump administration, you have to read everything in reverse. You have to read everything backwards. And that's that's really bad. I mean, it's it's good news for you making an investment. You know, when the media comes out and yeah. they say something, just yeah. do the opposite. Yeah, right. It's like you, just got, you ever see that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza yeah. is like, I'm doing everything the opposite and like my life's great. Just whatever yeah. he would normally do, he does totally different and it works for him because <laughs> everything he does normally screws up. That's where we're at right now. Just the media says it just... The, yeah. the opposite must be true. Absolutely, you'd you'd have done much better uh, all throughout uh, all throughout COVID and all throughout a lot of things if you just said like, well, if that's what the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN is leading with, I'm going the other direction. Yeah, because no sane person at this point would risk uh, their own fate uh, or the fate of their families on what's being reported in the press. Yep. Right on. We got uh, we got Ian in, Especially like, don't buy a house. I hear the media is now telling people it's not a good time yeah. to buy a house. Yeah, yeah. Bad, it's a bubble. Yeah, <laughs> bad time to buy a house. I'm ready to get my house. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Meanwhile, the biggest investment yeah. firms are buying them up. So yeah. if it was a bad time to buy a house, why are they buying the houses? I'm so glad we're talking about BlackRock. They've been on my radar for about eight months. I started learning about them only within the last year. And along with State Street and Vanguard, mm-hmm. they're the 
you know, one of the three top investment firms in the world. So I'm also interested to see if State Street and Vanguard are getting in on this house buying spree. Are they? They are? I don't know. I haven't been able to find anything, but I just started looking into it. What What's happening in the different cities? Uh, New York, where I'm from originally. It makes me it makes me think about New York, all the different people. I've heard some estimates. Half a million people have left New York. What's happening to all that real estate? I mean, right. We're, we talk about how Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo have run that city and have run that state into the ground. For what? Just because they're lunatics? Well, they I believe said, they're lunatics, but is there something else going on? Well, they, de Blasio publicly stated they want to buy up the property on pennies on the dollar and turn it into public housing. Okay. Well, there you go. Right. All right, we got the sorry, Patch, let's I am the also bones. here in the corner, and I'm very excited to learn that reading the news with a mirror held up to it is the way to go, because that's what I've been doing, and it's worked great <laughs> for me. I'm going to continue doing that. <laughs> but don't forget, go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we'll have a bonus segment for members only coming up later tonight. But your membership doesn't just get you access to the members only area. Those funds, that money that goes into the business, we are starting a newsroom. We've got some new prospects for the newsroom joining soon. We are going to be sending people on the ground into these protests, into these riots. We're going to be sending people to the border and even other countries, assuming you can, whatever's going on. But we're going to need some real field reporting. We're going to need some real fact checkers. And that's what your membership is helping to support. So again, TimCast.com. Check out the members only segment coming up later tonight. Let's jump into this first story. You may have seen the news I covered a little bit uh, earlier today. Consumer prices jumped 5% in May at the fastest. This is the fastest pace since the summer of 2008, just before the market went. They say headline consumer prices rose 5% year over year in May, the fastest pace since August 2008 and higher than Wall Street expectations. The 3.8% rise in the core inflation rate, which excludes foods and energy prices, was the sharpest increase in nearly three decades surging used car prices helped drive much of the inflation gains. Initial jobless claims totaled 376,000, a touch higher than the estimate. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. You got a bunch of weird articles and you can't really believe the news. This is an official, official number. Maybe it's lower. Maybe the number's a lot higher. We had Max Kaiser on the show. Many of you are probably familiar with Max. He's the Orange Pill podcast guy, and he's very, very bullish on Bitcoin. He said the inflation rate's probably closer to 10 or 15%, but the Fed's not going to tell you. They're, the government's not going to let you know because that would disrupt a whole bunch of the system, in, uh, interest rates, uh, Social Security payouts. So they're going to try and say it's as low as possible. Do we trust the mainstream media? After everything I've seen over the past five years, no. How do I know this article about the, C- the consumer price index is even real? Maybe there is no consumer price index. I don't even know what to believe at this point. But we do have this other article, which I found interesting. This is an op-ed from the Seattle Times. Don't ignore the warnings of an imminent market crash. This guy says, Harry S. Denton Jr. has been a soothsayer of sadness and gloom for ages now and has spent a lot of time on the wrong side of the record uh, of the record bull market recovery since the financial crisis of 2008. Currently, he is calling for the stock market to crash with lightning speed, potentially starting within the next six weeks. Now, I don't know if that's true. It sounds a bit outlandish. It's probably one of the more, more, uh, I guess, doomsaying stories that are out there. Because if you read mainstream media, they're telling everybody it's all going to be okay. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, demand hasn't caught up to supply yet. And once it does, it's going to be a big boom for everybody. But uh, something doesn't feel right. It feels just like I wasn't there but right before the Great Depression, 1920. Mm-hmm. It just this I was studying it. And it's like this is what happened. The inflation starts it, and it ha- the, the, the crash is like a three month process or, or of several. It's a multi month. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen in three days. It, and so we're probably in the middle of it right now. That's why we're seeing 
fifteen percent inflation across the board. How many how many people have been talking about with the? Have you been following the GameStop, AMC stock? No, yeah, something? yeah, sure. Oh. Now I think there's a potential danger there. Of course, there's the they're saying it's going to be a big short sell. Everyone's going to make a ton of money. I have some AMC stock, so we'll see. But I don't have a lot of risk. I'm not exposed all that much. I don't have that much mm-hmm. money. I have, you know a little bit of AMC stock, not a whole lot. And a lot of people are leveraging hard for these meme stocks. And, you know, Ian's saying it's a lot like the Great Depression. Yes. What happens when a bunch of working class people put tons of money into, say, like Dogecoin or something or or these meme stocks and they leverage hard mm-hmm. against it? So you've got some people have said they've leveraged all their assets in their credit lines to buy like 100K in AMC because they know it's going to go up. What happens when that pops? What if there is a market crash in six weeks? Is that what's happening, you think? I mean, is that you think people are getting? I mean, I remember before there was some concern. And not knowing enough about the market, there was some concern. It seemed legitimate that some people might be getting lured into this unwittingly. Do you think that some of that's been happening? You know, I don't know. Oh. I'm bullish on crypto. And I'll, I'll tell you this. If you look at the at the market pre-2008 crash, the people who, who held on oh. to their assets for dear life, they made out like bandits. Right. The market recovered and boom, they're back up. But a lot of people... You know, I, I, I hear these stories. Mm. I was not alive during the Great Depression, and believe it or not, I'm only 35. But uh, the stories I heard was that people were, were making all this money in the stock market. And so once they saw how everyone else was getting rich, they started buying on margin. They started, you know, leveraging their assets and credits right. to buy all the stock. And then when it dropped, they were like, my life is over. So what if that's happening now? Yeah. What if these people think? And I don't want to, I don't want to be bearish on, on, on these, on these, mm-hmm. on these things. Look, I bought AMC. I'm, I'm actually of the mm-hmm. opinion it's probably going to go up and it's the hedge funds that are going to eat it. But if the hedge funds eat it and they get a bailout, I mean, there's going to be a massive wave of something that hits everybody. Well, I think this comes back to what you were talking about before with the houses and real estate. I think that people, I, I, even though they're trying to warn people, don't, don't worry about anything. People see the signs. People see what's happening with inflation and what are people doing? People want to buy houses, even though they understand that with inflation, uh, with inflation, the value is going to take a hit. But that's something that's long term. And I hear people all the time, friends, not necessarily uh, uh, finance professionals, but saying, put your money in something real that's going to last. We know the we know different commodities like artwork. Uh, even things I hear people talking about, not just Bitcoin, baseball cards, mm. things NFTs. like that. You see those NFTs? No. Non-fungible tokens? Oh, right, right. People okay. are spending yeah. ridiculous amounts of oh. money on nonsense. Yeah. So I got I to gotta wonder, man, if you got a bunch of young people right now. So, I mean, I think about this. Like, who are these people who are, who are the retail investors that are investing heavily in crypto and these meme stocks? And what if what if there is a market crash? I mean, we're looking at consumer prices skyrocketing. People are worried about the dollar. I don't know. I don't know. It's the margin. It's the margins that make me nervous. So I, I bought a bunch of crypto uh, Ethereum, and then I took out a loan to buy more Ethereum, basically a margin on margin um, with my own crypto. And so the, the Ethereum went from like 1100 to 800 value. And they were like, margin call. If this goes to 700, we're going to have to sell all your Ethereum and pay pay back the loan that you took out, and I, I started to sweat. Uh-huh. It went back up as I had anticipated, and I was lucky, and I just I just cleared my margin. I can't. Uh-huh. I'm not sitting on a margin right now. Like, yeah, if it if the economy crashes, it will recover. So if you're holding assets, you'll be they'll still recover. They but should. if you're holding on margin, and they do a call, yes, then, and then they take everything mm-hmm. from you. That's yeah. the problem. Uh-huh. And I can't give advice, but that's what I did was I cleared my margins. It's creepy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe the meme stocks are just going to skyrocket, mm. but it's 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 beyond all of this. It's not just you know the, the 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 crypto or stuff. It's 
Joe Biden, you know, they're still they're still doing this three hundred dollar a week unemployment stimulus thing. But I think around like thirty states or so have like now canceled it, right? Because people got to get back to work. But <clears throat> a lot of the red states are a lot of the red states are trying to block this, get people back to work. Uh, in the state we are, we're in now, South Carolina. The governor, you know, the, the governor has at least tried to put his foot down, and I think that's happening in other red states too. People are cons- people are concerned about it. How are we going to get Americans back to work? How are we going to? Because you can see it also undermining local and state economies as well. It's really dangerous. Yeah, I have to wonder when you look at some of these charts. There was a um, vaccination chart we talked about a couple times. NPR put it out. The states with the highest rate of vaccination are all blue. The state with the lowest no, vaccination no. are all red. The only states that defy that anomaly are the states that, you know, Trump and Trump supporters are contesting for the, you know, in the election, which is also, you know, just kind of a funny thing to point out. But I I have to wonder, you know, the red states are clearly defiant to the blue states. The blue states want hard lockdowns. They want command economy. They want total economic control. At what point do the red states just say no? Because with with Texas and Florida reopening and banning vaccine passports, clearly clearly they're telling Biden to go shove it. But I mean, can this keep up for the next few years? What happens when, you know, uh, as I point, I pointed this out the other day, if someone who lives in Texas can't go to to Washington because they have vaccine passports. Right. right? So I I just bring that up in the context of, you know, where we're at economically and how what what did we see before COVID? These blue states were in massive debt. They were they were failing and spiraling. And then all of a sudden we get COVID. Then as soon as Joe Biden gets in, he starts handing out all the yeah. cash, which is a tax right. on people in those red states, taking the money from the middle class, devaluing their currency and their savings account. Yeah, it's reparations uh, in, in a sense. But, but to the wealthy blue states? Right. Um, no, it's brutal because also it's, it's, because also it's, it's not just political payoff, right? You're hurting also your enemies, right? You're taking the money. From you're taking the money from red states and handing it off to blue states, and why? Because, because, even though that you destroyed your city, even though you were part of rioting last spring and summer, and you tore your city to shreds. Don't worry, Joe Biden's got the bill. Don't worry, you can keep this all closed. Yeah. Don't worry, people don't have to work because Uncle Joe's covering it. Yeah, it was basically like uh, let them burn everything down, blame it on Trump, and then Joe Absolutely. Biden will cover the debts. Absolutely. They sacrificed the people of this uh, of this country for political gain. So, so how long until the red states are just like, nah, ain't doing it? I mean, I don't know what's happening now. I mean, it's interesting. Are people saying, are people saying, yeah, just, you know, if you're going to come here, you know, if you're going to come here, behave yourself. If you're going to come to the red states, if you're going to come to Florida. I mean, what, Florida is still getting, they must still be getting maybe more, a thousand, a thousand new residents a day. So yeah. who's going and, down there? And, and, and in Texas... The rumor is you can't buy a house from anywhere. Everyone's just desperately trying to buy right. everything up in Texas. Right. But but you, you, I think about the conundrum here is that, you know, uh, Washington, New York, they're starting to increase the vaccine passport things. They're putting restrictions on who can come there while Texas and Florida are doing the opposite. Right. That means these blue states will be able to reap the benefits and the rewards of the labor of these red states, not the other way around. Right. It's, 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 we're, getting, we're getting to this dangerous point where— I mean, we're really close to neo-feudalism. Do people want to go? I mean, it's, do people, do people want to go to New York, right? When you're saying, I can't go to New York unless I have a COVID passport, I say, okay, I won't go to what New if, York. What if you work for American Airlines out of, out of, out of uh, that's, Dallas, that's, Fort Worth? That's bad, right. And, and then, you and fly in, to, you got to fly in for, for, for right. a meeting. 
They say, right. okay, so we got a you know senior VP in Dallas. Hey, we got a meeting with uh, 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 you know someone from the New York you know JFK administration right. or whatever Port Authority. And it you might be an ex- it might be an exciting time in the country politically, where the states start reasserting what they're about, and you have therefore you have uh, the the governor of Texas and others saying stepping up for American Airlines if that's the way it's going to go. Stepping up and saying, we're looking out for our business as well, and we understand, and here's how we're going to push back against New York. If New York tries to hurt our business, our business people, we're going to push back on them in in this way. But I I think the problem is it's always going to favor those who are the the most stubborn in terms of the negotiation, right? So if New York says, look, the people of New York demand the Excelsior Pass. If you want to come here and go into this building, you need your pass. And then Texas can complain all they want, and New York will be like, look, you want business from us? What are you going to do about it? The issue is you've got stubborn New York making a demand, and you've got more libertarian or libertarian-esque Dallas-Fort Worth you know, and people saying, fine, we'll just do it. It's easier, and we get the deal done. So the pressure from the stubborn states will work on those who are less concerned about some of these issues. It's easier in some ways if, if Texas voters, for instance, I mean, this is— you know, for instance, if Texas voters say, if you make that deal, you're in big trouble. If the governor makes that deal and f- is going to force us to conduct our business. No, no, no I don't. Uh, I don't mean that. I mean, uh, American Airlines employee. Right. He's got a meeting in New York with some big company right. for food or something. New York says you must be vaccinated. You must have your right. Excelsior pass. No one in Texas is going to force this guy to do it. He just literally can't do <clears throat> the meeting. Right. And so what will happen is the employees at American Airlines will just choose to abide by New York law. Yeah, this is this is a big thing that's going to compel different people if their living makes it, you know, if their living depends on whether or not they have to get this shot. But maybe there will be different consortiums of states, maybe Texas and Florida uh, and Idaho <laughs> will say, uh, you know, we'll find some way to team together. And 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 break some of the power of some of the coastal some of the coastal powers. Yeah, uh, maybe. I just think everyone takes the path of least resistance, or most people do. So long as New York puts these heavy pressures on people, if they want money mm-hmm. and access, they'll just give in to whatever New York wants, or Washington, or whatever state they got operated. Right. It can be relaxed in New York, but they will just set the standard right. for the for you know the most difficult. So my my concern mm-hmm. at this point is maybe you're right. Maybe a bunch of states form regional compacts. Aren't we just talking about states aligning against states? Yeah. I mean, we saw that in 2020. Yeah, yeah. 48 states right. were involved in lawsuits against mm-hmm. each other. Right. That was crazy. Yeah. Right. That's what it's, in, in a sense, it's kind of an interesting time. So <laughs> May you live so, in interesting yeah, times. Yeah. Well, I don't want it to be that interesting, of course. Um, you know, but, but I mean, look, if we talk all the time about how dire things are, how drastic things are, uh, what kind of times, what, what kind of interesting times we're living in, then the very least people are going to have to stand up and say, like, you know what, I, I don't know, I'm going to have to make a decision. Do I want to get this shot to be able to do business in New York? Or how do I get around this? Or what are the different uh, compacts I'm going to make with colleagues, uh, with with political powers? How are we going to push back on this? I think, uh, you know, a lot of what we're seeing with the the artificial inflation of demand and the suppression of supply feels like the Great Reset. You're familiar with the, uh-huh. the Great Reset and all that. It's mass social conditioning where if you abruptly come out like Bloomberg, you know, Michael Bloomberg in New York said he wanted to, to tax sodas or whatever. And he was like, uh-huh. we should tax the poor because they're too stupid. If you come out right away and prohibit something, 
people will revolt. You've taken something from them. But if you just, it's not available. And then over a couple of weeks, people break their routines. And within a month, nobody cares anymore. They forget about whatever that was. You can mass socially engineer people by shutting down the supply for certain things. So you get people, as many people as possible, Mm -hmm. not to work. You limit the amount of stuff. Wait a month. Then people won't be looking for stuff. They'll be completely over it. So it it feels like with that and with the housing market stuff, Uh, it's very much a you will own nothing and you will be happy. Right. Uh, I I, will see when we come to a limit. I mean, there there's there there's a writer I like very much uh, whose name is Lee Harris. We share we share a first name, and the argument that he makes is that a lot of American freedom. What a lot of American freedom is about is about American stubbornness. Mm. It's not necessarily people saying all the time, I have these wonderful high ideals. I have these marvelous principles I must live by. It's more like, you can't tell me to do that. I'm just not going to do it. Right? I, think, I think we saw in the past year that more than half the country will just do that. Yeah, absolutely. I had last night, I had kind of a reckoning where I was, I saw some image of like, if you don't have, if you're not vaccinated, you don't have a vaccine card, you can't come in like to a restaurant somewhere, Mm. some picture on Twitter. And I just resigned myself to all the things that I'll never be able to do. And I'm okay with it. Maybe I'll never go to Europe. Maybe I'll never travel around Asia. Maybe I'll never go back to New York City. This was a a European restaurant. I don't know. It was just a picture. It was in English. The sign was, Mm -hmm. I imagined it was New York City. I don't know for sure, but you know, sad, but whatever. I'm stubborn. Right. They're doing, they're doing vaccine segregation in a lot of these places. Right. It's not outright banning. Well, a lot of these places, I mean, if you're talking about restaurants in New York, I mean, New York is not, New York is not in great shape. When you think about what's going to happen, what will the power of New York look like? Will New York have the power to set the agenda like that? A lot of commercial real estate is, commercial real estate in New York, I assume, is in really bad shape right now. Why? Because people have figured out after three decades of talking about telecommuting, people have actually telecommuted. Right. They let they defunded the police. They let rioters run wild in the streets of New York without the commercial real estate. How many restaurants are you going to have? So how many restaurants are going to be able to afford say unless you have that vaccine, you can't come in here They'd be like, please come in. Well, so we'll sit you. We'll sit you at a nice table right here. Depends so, on how much of a Karen people of New York are. Because if you get, it, it's really about the demand. If people right. in New York are just like, you, sh- we're not conservatives, we're not right. Republicans, why aren't you testing for vaccines? Right. Vice.com said, um, you know, we have vaccine passports, why aren't we using them? We should be mandated. People in New York are going to be demanding. They're going to, what, what, right. what I'm worried is they'll go to a cafe and they'll open the door and go, uh, excuse me, I, I couldn't help but notice you don't have any vax uh, <laughs> yeah. testing or, yeah. or Excelsior pass. Uh. No, we don't do it here. Uh, I'm not going here. That's unsafe. Right. And then, if I, oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll do it. We'll do yeah. it. We'll, we'll implement that. I don't know. What are the chances? Of, I mean, New Yorkers like to pride themselves on being very tough and hardy. Uh-huh. So what are the chances? Are people going to say, like, well, we're going to open up the we're going to open up the fireman's bar where people come in here. You know, we've got a couple of firemen and firemen and cops who own this bar. And believe me, you don't have to wear a mask to get in here. You know, some people don't even wear pants to get in here. <laughs> yeah. So welcome. Come on in. I guess it just depends on, you know, you look at the conformity of the modern left. And it's also because um, it's also people who are more likely to be conservative or, or, or at least they were liberals who became disaffected. They left these places. Yeah. They, they leave New York. They leave L.A. Right. They leave Chicago. And so the people who remain are the culty, fall in line, you right. know, do whatever they're told. A lot of them, though, they've moved out to places like Connecticut or they've yeah. moved out to Long Island or they're just hiding in their apartments. They're not going out at all. They're barely going at it all. The, 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 if you look at everything that happened last year, it's very much a restriction on supply and forcing people to move out of cities. It is, 
It's amazing. I mean, you have this uh, this great reset from the World Economic Forum where it says in ten years you will own nothing, you'll be happy. Then you get all these you you should eat the yeah. bugs articles. I, all that you don't you don't want to buy a house. Don't buy right. a house. Just be a just be a right. renter for the rest of your life and don't have a family. Don't have kids. Yeah, uh, the bugs articles actually actually I kind of get a kick out of that <laughs> because it just seems so absurd and it seems so over the top. It actually seems, you know, who I always I read those bugs articles and I think that they're actually gooning the tech guys because a lot of those guys in Silicon Valley are so hyped up on hygiene. Whenever I read those articles, I imagine they're actually talking to Bill Gates. Mm. Right? <laughs> Bill Gates is grossed out by beef. What is he thinking about eating cicadas? <laughs> yeah. So actually, I get a kick out of those. Yeah, pieces. but but uh, you know, when when the Great Reset, uh, uh, I mean, it's happening now. When they take away the beef. I shouldn't say take it away. I don't, I don't think they're going to ban beef. I think what's going to happen is we're already facing beef and chicken shortages. It's just becoming economically yeah. difficult to, to, to perform for whatever reason, be it regulatory or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, I assure you, uh, like, have, have you seen the movie V for Vendetta? Oh, yeah, sure. When, when yeah. Natalie Portman's in V's headquarters and she's like, is this real butter? Yeah. And he's like, yes. He's like, where did you get it? And he goes from Chancellor Sutler's, yeah. you know, private train carriage or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the elites. Right. No, they're going to have the, the sweetest, juiciest, grass-fed filet mignon. Yeah. And you are going to be eating cell-grown, yeah, sure. fatless ground chuck. Right. Is it in uh, Soylent Green or is it in one of the Planet of the Apes movies where Charlton Heston comes upon a beautiful strawberry? I think it's just <laughs> a single strawberry. Yeah, right. Uh, but that, that's that's uh, Planet of the Apes then, right? Because Heston was in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he was also in Soil and Green, though. Remember oh, okay. that? Yeah, that, he's, he's, that's that's right. And he's I got never the, seen it. Oh yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and he's got the great scene at the end of Planet of the Apes. Was the movie really called Soil and Green? Uh, I think yeah, yeah, sure. What's that? With the Ed, movie was called with Edward Green? G. Robinson. Oh yeah, it's so a, long ago. I haven't seen it. Oh so yeah, long. it's, it's big, bit. especially now with people talk freaking out about beef. And yeah. uh, you know it's 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 great. Do you, do you great hear a fun movie? Here, Starbucks is having shortages of like lids, cups, syrups, f- apples. No. For what? There's just there's mass shortages across the board. Mm. I'll tell you. I saw the story today. It said Starbucks mm. facing shortages across the nation, mm. and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna brag because mm. if you've been watching this show, I've been warning right. about the shortages that are coming. Mm. So a month ago, or longer, maybe even two months ago, I was like, hey, something really weird's happening. There's beet, there's meat shortages, but it's only being reported in local mm. markets. Like you look at Omaha local news and they're like, hey, we got no meat. But nationally, no one's saying anything about it. All of a sudden now the stores are trying to pop up. Chicken and beef shortages. Mm. Starbucks is the shortage of plastic goods, cups, lids. They're saying people are coming into Starbucks. They can't get their favorite wow. drinks. There's no mocha. Someone sent me a photo from a Starbucks in the D.C. area. And it's just like a, there's like a list on the door saying like we're out of these things, and so it's just like nothing. They have nothing. They have coffee. Huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a great beginning to like a zombie apocalypse. Movie. Yeah. There's Here, no hold plastic. That. I can't get my mocha. <laughs> well, here's something I was really surprised about today. I got uh, I, I I picked up uh, picked up some gum at the um, at the airport coming in, and th- there was a sign at the cashiers, and maybe you guys have heard of this. I, I have not. There is now a national coin shortage. Did you? Yeah, know it's been that? going yes. on for a year. Oh, it yeah. is. I've heard yeah, about and I just heard about it. Wow, that's really okay. weird Not stuff happening. Really, Genuine. how wow. does that weird happen? Stuff. What is the explanation for the national coin shortage? They probably want to yeah. make ammo. Maybe they're pulling <laughs> yeah. the yeah. copper yeah. off yeah. The, yeah. the pennies. Although right. it's mo- they're mostly zinc yeah, for, for a jacket, yeah. copper jacket. Yeah, I don't know. I think what's a nickel is zinc and nickel. I think I think they don't use copper anymore. 
You know, because it's too valuable. Yeah. Now they're using zinc and other. Zinc. You know, most nickels are like ninety-five percent zinc, and then yeah. they're coated in nickel now. They used to be pure nickel. But a shortage. A I mean, this thing. is just bizarre. I, I came <clears> up with zinc. people just not using cash. And I was like, yeah. okay, people are ordering everything. I know. Going on I've seen that too. People yeah. aren't. People freak out now. Uh, people freak out sometimes Germs. when you hand them ca- right yes. dirty. I'm like, oh, I'm whether sorry. whether yeah. it's intentional or not, it's very much a uh, massive societal transformation. You know, so it could just be, oh, you mm-hmm. know, geez, you know, this pandemic happened, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, this, you know, these big shifts cause massive societal, societal change. Uh, it's it's interesting when you read about the Great Reset. They talk about the conspiracy theory of it, and I can't figure out what they're accusing of being, being a conspiracy right. theory. So if you look up the Wikipedia page for the Great Reset, it's like the Great Reset is a proposal from the World Economic uh-huh. Forum and international, you know, uh, interests that are advocating for a reset of global capitalism to change the behaviors of people and yada yada, instill a more stakeholder focused uh-huh. view of the world and you know save the planet. There's a big list of things they want, and then it says there's a, con- a section that says uh-huh. conspiracy theory. Yeah. But the, uh, it doesn't actually say what what's a conspiracy about it. Right. It's like many people on the far right claim there's a conspiracy theory. And I'm like, okay, if you just told me uh, there's literally glo- like wealthy elites, the Davos uh, group, advocating for these things that are literally happening, I'm not sure uh-huh. what you're accusing of being the conspiracy theory in this. I, I, don't, I don't know where that's at. It's like this is literally a thing. Yeah. Now, I guess the conspiracy theory is that they – you know, faked COVID or whatever, which, you know, I don't think that, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're learning now with lab leak stuff. It seems like a big screw up on their part, on the part of the Wuhan lab and Fauci's funding and all that stuff. But they're certainly exploiting the crisis for some kind of great reset. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 having some experiences being called a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> having reported on the having reported on Russiagate and having reported what really happened that the FBI uh, the FBI spied on, you know, spied on Donald Trump, that this is what was going on. Donald Trump is not a Russian agent, is not a Russian spy. Yeah, basically, whatever they're using, whenever they're using the label conspiracy theorist, they're using it to smear someone and not the person necessarily as much as the argument. Right. right. So anyone who holds this opinion, anyone who makes this argument is a lunatic. It yeah. needs to be dismissed. I want to make a correction on, about the pennies and nickels. Pennies are made of zinc, coated ah, okay. with copper. Ah. Nickels are made of a 75% copper, 25% nickel alloy. Hmm. Right. Oh, so that's a lot of copper. Yeah. Aren't they worth more in copper than they are in nickels now? Wow. Like, as currency? That sounds right. Oh, my, maybe <laughs> that's why there's a coin? <laughs> yeah. Probably. That's right. Yeah, they've, was, they've got to figure it out. I mean, that's always been right. the I think. I think, uh, uh, yeah, the, the metals are worth more than the, the pennies themselves. I was reading that. I, I don't know. What's the... What's copper? Copper's currently at. I don't know. I think I was reading somewhere a few years ago. It was like a nickel's copper. A, a, a nickel, which is the coin, mm. has a certain amount of copper, which is worth like seven point five cents. <gasps> what? Or like seven cents? Wow. But the nickel itself is only worth five. So, there, I, I, it's illegal to do this. My understanding, like yeah, melting it's worth down. about seven ah. cents a nickel. That's what it says. And that's what this says. A that's, nickel. A nickel's metal is ridiculous. worth seven cents. How interesting! Wow. Is that what it says? Yeah. According to uh, coins Fun t- the fun times uh, guide.com. I've never heard of it, but yeah. Uh, when was the last time anyone's held a nickel, to be honest? Uh, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I haven't, a I haven't in me. a little while. Yeah. yeah, it's been a few years. My son me. just got a piggy bank with seven pennies. Those Aww. are the only seven pennies in the house. No, no, no. It's only, it's, yeah. it's only been about eight months. I have a bag huh. of change for my piggy bank. Well, this is a way to keep okay. up with inflation. If we can just start treating those coins as seven cents worth. <laughs> They don't have to be worth five. So that's, says that's, they have to be yeah, worth yeah, five. Right. Why that's they were metal? Yeah. But they I just mean, change the value of the coins. <laughs> used to be nickel. Quarter gets you thirty cents. A nickel gives you t- seven. Used to be used to be silver. You can buy bags of old silver American currency, yeah. and it's worth way more. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's a, that's a really weird thing, people. I was reading stories about how people would like seek out specific nickels, melt them down. Dude, it sounds Get the copper like, out, you make money. It sounds like pe- they are doing that. Think about mass. what that means. Again, wow. I'm pretty sure it's illegal, so you don't do this. Yeah. Right. But you could go to a bank and be like, I would like all of your nickels. I just need nickels. It's an arcade machine I got back home. So here's 100 bucks. Give me the nickels. And then you get uh, <laughs> right. you two cents down. per nickel. Yeah, right. yes. yeah, I think it Free is money. Uh, illegal to destroy currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. federal property. They, on purpose. Well, I then I, I've, I've got a different idea, kind of a variation on this. I, I, you know, in Washington, D.C., they charge you five cents at the, ca- at the cashier if you want a bag. That's why a lot of people take their own bags from home. But I figured I would I would set up a little stand in front of a lot of the major supermarkets selling plastic bags for three cents. Hey, there undercut you go. them and basically wipe out giant and stuff like, they like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's three cents. Think? Yeah, three cents. Hey, hey, you need a bag. Yeah, that's right. They got a bag for three cents. Right. Yeah, you need an umbrella too. There you go. Yeah, this right. sounds similar to the book that you're working on. Or, or <laughs> a lot of the stuff you're studying about. I wonder. Right. Have you studied the glo- the global reset, the the Great Reset? Oh, uh, <laughs> through different again my my main focus the last couple of years um has been the corruption of our elites mm. so yes absolutely the way that our elites have been targeting have been targeting the american public absolutely that this is this is definitely an important aspect of this have you been uh, able to track any connections to any of that stuff um what I would say is, again, my, my, my main interest right now is looking in particular at our elites in China, right? So if we're talking about different combinations, in a sense, the Chinese Communist Party is the platform for the global, <laughs> the global realignment. If you're talking about the Great Reset, the Chinese, that's why it was very important to get the Chinese into the, into the World Trade Organization in 2001. That's why it was very important for the Clinton administration in 1994 to de-link human rights from trade. And I want to make clear, while I think that the way the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, treats its own citizens is, is something that we should be paying attention to, our main focus as Americans and our leaders should be on American human rights and how Americans are treated. My point, however, is when you saw, and this was bipartisan, it wasn't just Bill Clinton. Remember, this started with Henry Kissinger, right? Mm-hmm. It started with Kissinger uh, reaching out to China, the opening there. So, yes, I think we've seen uh, steady progress starting certainly exaggerated in 1994. I think that our elites, basically American elites specifically, gave up on American democracy. And this was the deal they made. China happened to be the, the great power with an enormous cheap labor force. But absolutely, this is what's been going on. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not by accident. It's purposeful, right? And you go back and you look at the different reports from the period. If you see what's still happening now, right, no one is embarrassed at this point. When, they're, when they talk about the great, uh, the great Reset as a conspiracy theory, no one is embarrassed to say these different things. Joe Biden wasn't embarrassed on his first day in office to get rid of the, uh, to get rid of the Keystone Pipeline. Right. None of them are embarrassed about it. How much, how much this is going to hurt the American people, 
They're all very upfront about it. They don't care. It's amazing. I mean, this this past election was the country itself versus subversion of the country. You had people genuinely convinced Trump was the subversion when Trump was actually the pro-America guy. Joe Biden is the very yes. much I don't I could right. care less about Americans. Kamala Harris, I could care less about Americans. Right. They don't care at all. Right. The language one of the most important things I think that's happened as part of the as part of the political and part of the spiritual and part of the intellectual moves against us. The way that the the language has changed, right? I know that this is something that you guys are interested in, which is fascinating to me. The idea of left and right, liberal and conservative, how these things have flipped around. Well, I, I'm sorry. How is it? How is it? Um, how is it a liberal or a left wing value to start siding with what the FBI is doing to American citizens? Since when is that a left wing value? Since when is it a liberal value to think that? Um, immigration, mass illegal immigration that is designed to hurt American working people, including Latinos, right? That this is a liberal thing. Just let people in here and we're going to drive the prices down and we're going to hurt American workers. How is that a liberal thing? None of these things are liberal. It's, it's one of the greatest de-radicalizations in the history of this country. I mean, I know tons of hackers, former anonymous individuals, you know, the anonymous hacking group and Antifa who are posting on Facebook celebrating the FBI. And I, 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 you know, I, I comment to yeah. them like, just I'm glad to hear that you guys have finally uh, come yeah. to your senses and you respect the federal government yeah. and you're in line with law enforcement. How did this happen? How did it happen? I mean, what do they say? They just say, yeah, well, Trump's a fascist, so it's good. Oh, and yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. yeah, support the federal government when they go after your political enemies. Right. Yeah, so I've, I've been telling you this, right? You support when the FBI goes after political right. dissidents. It's fantastic. I want, I want to talk about this BlackRock thing because Ben right. Shapiro uh, has made this statement basically defending BlackRock. And uh, before uh, we, we get into specifics of Ben Shapiro's statement, I'll pull up his tweet. I believe they have it. Uh, they have it. Uh, I guess they. I guess they don't have Ben Shapiro's. In this. How do they not? That's like a weird thing to do. Anyway, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about Ben Shapiro's statement. Um, I want to uh, point out. I just was denied for a a home loan. Mm. So this was uh, something I've been working on for the past several months, and I'll leave the details uh, a, a bit private for now. Maybe maybe I'll talk about it uh, once I get more information from the company that denied. But uh, it's been a weird go of things. So I've been through the mortgage process before. I am um, very capable of, of getting a mortgage. My credit is fantastic. My income is fantastic. And they said no. And what I'm learning now, because I tweeted about this, is that they have sent false credit, to my understanding, false credit report information used to stop me from being able to get a loan in a house. It all seems very strange. It was, it's been, I think, three months of agents being um. swapped around demanding the same documents over and over and over again, maybe like six or seven times. And then when we do, a new person pops up and says, hey, I'm the agent now. Now you got to send it again. It really feels like they're trying to stop us. There was a point where I was like, are we just going to cancel this? Because they are. They, this is insane. Why won't they just say no? No, that they're really right. trying to sludge us up so we can't buy. At the same time, you have this viral story about a company called BlackRock, as well as a bunch of other investment mm -hmm. firms that are buying up houses, paying 20 to 50% above market. I had a bunch of people tweeting at me in response to this thread where they're saying things like one guy says, you know, I wanted to buy a house that was 300K. I had more than enough money in the bank for a, a decent down payment and, uh, and closing costs. And then an investment company came in and bid 20,000 above my offer. And I countered and they put another 20. No, I just couldn't no. compete with them. Right. So this is the kind of thing that's been happening, shutting out people from being able to buy homes. Now, full disclosure, I, uh, I'm fine without a lender. 
I just thought it was irresponsible. You know, there's, there's other things I'd like to invest in, particularly hiring journalists and, and running a company and putting it back into this mm-hmm. operation. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I guess uh, uh, for regular working class people, they're not going to have these, these advantages or these opportunities. And I think I, I was kind of shocked because, uh, you know, I did not I did not see this coming to be, you know, swatted down. So we so I want to I want to get into mm-hmm. with that being said, the point the reason I bring that up is just to express my feeling of unease, weariness, confusion, mm-hmm. and it just feels really weird. At the same time, I'm having this absurd difficulty getting a house. I'm seeing these stories from Vox mm-hmm. and from Mediaite and from Business Insider. Don't buy a house. It's a bubble. You mm-hmm. don't want to own property. No, no, no. It's a bad idea. Millennials regret it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's, really, it's a really amazing thing. I mean, owning a house is fantastic. Your costs are cheaper per month than renting. Yet they're telling people not to do it. When, so, oh, when they say it's a bubble, that means if you buy a five hundred, the, the argument is if you buy a five hundred thousand dollar house now in a year, it's going to be worth three hundred fifty thousand, right. and you're going to have a loan on it that costs more than the value. Yes, I so see. you can't sell your. But stock. if you buy it at face value, it's going to be worth less. But it doesn't really matter because you already own the property. I just really don't mm-hmm. think that uh, BlackRock and his other firms putting in fifty percent above market expect to lose no, that money. I think they're going to try and flip it. I would imagine they're going to they're going to ride the inflation and then sell it. At, and, and make money off it or start rent or just rent it out. No, they're start turning them into, them they're, they're converting a bunch of these into single family rentals. Got it. So we are, we're dangerously close to the point where these large international investment funds own all the property. Right. The property value skyrockets. You can't buy it. And then you become what's called a vassal. Do you, do you know what a vassal is? I am familiar. So when the feudal lord would say in exchange for this grant of land to you, you provide the landlord with some kind of you know, service or function. But at that point, only the landlord would be the vassal of the, the lord, you of the king. You would be the serf of the vassal. You wouldn't even have vassalage status. Because right, right, you right, own right, nothing. right, right. I, I think one of the ba- one of the bad things about this is how uh, not just that this is bad what they're doing, but that I think a lot of people would find this to be ideal. Right. I, I mean, we're looking we're looking at a time. um we're looking at a time where a lot of people are acting like monads, right? They're, they're individual units. Well, we're looking at the we're looking at the breakup of different things. If we see what happened during COVID, during the during the riots, right? Uh, communities were attacked, right? We're looking right now at attacks on different parts of America, different parts of the country, desecration of our symbols, desecration of our history. It's like if people, if you're telling people. You shouldn't have families. Your communities are bad. Your communities are stupid. Your communities are racist. If that's how you're attacking them right there, then aren't people going to say, like, yeah, well, I don't know. What, why do I want to own a home and help build this community? If people right. are telling me that co- having a community like this is bad, that it's racist, it's dumb, it's vulgar, it's, it's whatever, why do I want to do this? I think there's a, there's a real risk, too. If you get, you get a house in the wrong area, someone's going to come and smash it up, and then you're screwed. That's a terrible thing. But uh, let, me, let me show you what Ben Shapiro said. So Ben Shapiro engaged in this story from the Wall Street Journal, saying, I see many people are enraged at BlackRock. BlackRock is buying homes from people willing to sell them. If you don't like what they're doing, target the loose governmental policy incentivizing this sort of investment. Seriously, BlackRock isn't going to stop investing in single-family homes because you're mad on Twitter. But you could direct your energies towards stopping the Fed's insane monetary policy, which is driving down the cost of loans and creating a massive bubble. If BlackRock is willing to take the risk of leveraging up to buy single-family housing at above-market prices, that's their prerogative. 
So long as they own the downside risk, no bailouts ever. And if you're mad at BlackRock and want to artificially prevent them from buying single family homes, I'd like for you to explain to those who currently own the homes why you're taking money out of their pockets. So uh, I'm my first response to, to Ben's tweet, with respect, would be, I, I wonder what his opinion is on Chinese nationals buying up homes from people above market. What's the difference between, between international investment firms who are taking away because of their ability to get access to Fed, you know, federal, federally printed money from the Fed, or from the, from the Fed, Federal Reserve, they're artificially able to, to outcompete the middle class, taking away the middle class's opportunity for home ownership. But what about China? I mean, if someone comes to me and says, you know, a, a Chinese national wants to, uh, wants to buy my house for above market, I mean, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I, I don't feel comfortable selling to foreign interests at a time when the middle class and the working class in my own country is hurting. If we actually in this nation had scruples, then people who own the homes might be like, I am not going to sell to this massive investment firm. In fact, I've talked to people who have told me they were selling and they were saying that they're going to make sure it doesn't go to any one of these big corporations for above market. And they only want to sell to American working families. Well, we used to make movies about this, right? This, this is the kind of thing that used to be the heart of American of, of American popular culture, right? You 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 made you made movies about what it's like to have a community, what it's like to have a family. This is essentially what it's a wonderful life is about, right? Why is uh, why is it a great town? Because George Bailey stuck around, and he allowed them all to he he allowed the the, the working classes to build a home. When it became Pottersville, it was this horrible, vulgar town, prostitution and gambling and stuff like that. That's an important thing. And what's weird is. How many um, how many people uh, I'm not going to say in the right, but how many Americans generally, how many American thought leaders, intellectuals have missed what's been going on over the last four years? How some of these arguments have shifted. Right. Do we want do we want a market? Do we want a country? What does it take to have a country? What does it take to build communities? And if you're just going to talk about markets, then you're not going to have communities and you're not going to have a country. It's a yeah. good point, man. I don't like using the heavy hand of the law unless I unless, you know, after great debate, maybe we do, but maybe it should be illegal to, to for these firms and investment firms to buy property. If there's another a human trying to bid, like an American citizen trying to make a bid or, or well, a foreign national buying it out. Here, here's the here's the uh, inverse. We saw in 2008 they were they were the government was was saying you had to give out loans to these families, families who often couldn't afford to pay back these loans. And then when the loans went bad, they tried stuffing them into mortgage-backed securities, trying to find some way to make duds into something valuable, and the whole system just broke apart. A lot of the criticism was, well, when the government forces people to lend to people who clearly can't afford houses, the housing market explodes. Well, BlackRock can certainly afford to pay for these houses. Maybe these people should be renters, I suppose, right? I certainly don't think so. I think people should have access to homeownership. The difference here is it's the other extreme. Coming in and telling a middle-class person who can't afford the house, we're going to spend an extra 50% on top so you can't buy it is not the same as mandating someone be given special access to loans they can't afford. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I agree. I, I would like to, I would like to clarify this whole 2008 right. crisis a little bit. So they, they loaned out 
uh, to citizens, just regular people. They made loans to them. Then the people, when they had trouble paying it back because of what? In- inflation? These people, they're, they're, it was people with, like, uh, in many instances, bad credit. Had no, had no business owning a home, but they were given these like no money down loans with high interest rates. And then when the people, people couldn't, couldn't pay, pay them back. back, they started to default on the loan. And so they packaged yeah. the debt into other things and then sold those to like investment firms. Yep. There was something sinister going on about the process because a lot of people were kind of, a lot of people knew it was sort of a racket and a lot of people were making money and doing a lot of bad things that hurt not just the, the economy but the country so now the world it, it's yeah. it sounds like they're using that as an excuse to not loan people money instead going the safe route by just loaning it to big corporations well i suppose authoritarianism is always the safe route i guess <gasps> right when you have a despotic control of a nation and you can oppress and strip away the rights and you know resources from the working class so long as you have a good psychological manipulation apparatus which i guess we do sort of then uh, you got nothing Def- to worry about. Definitely. I mean, that's what we, that's what the press is. I mean, this is what the press has been doing for, you know, at least five years now. Yeah, Absolutely. it's amazing. Where it's like, you know, journalism today is like make the uh, biggest lie. You know, Brian Stelter. Wow, does that guy lie like nonstop? And lick lick the feet of Jen Psaki in that that uh, horrible interview. Uh, that's what they, that's what the media is these I days. I feel like we're about to transition our government into like a more democratically decentralized system, like a, a legit system. I've been studying the oh. Greek, the development of the Greek uh, democracy, 500, mm-hmm. 600 BC. And basically the farmers, the Greek farmers were paying a sixth of their food to the, to their mm-hmm. local landlords and they couldn't afford the debt. So they were putting their own freedom up as collateral. It used to be legal to, you're, you could say, you can take my family as a slave or me as a slave if I can't pay back the debt. They couldn't pay back their debts or they couldn't pay their taxes basically. So they were conscripted into slavery. And what was happening was Athens realized if they needed to call up a military, they couldn't because these people were all unburdened by debt. So they were going to get taken over from the outside because their people were just wrecked. So they had to dispel all the debt. All that one six, they freed all the slaves. I mean, they made drastic changes to their system out of necessity because they were going to get taken over by a foreign power if they didn't. We need to be able to rely on our citizens to have strength, willpower, and the ability to mobilize. I think, uh, and um, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, Chinese interests may be subverting this country to, uh, you know, global dominance of some sort. I, I think it's the interest of our elite. Yeah, that's subverting this country. I, I mean, their ties. I mean, I've, I've you know talked about this. I've written about it a bit. And the, the big problem, I think, is is China a strategic threat to the United States? Yes, definitely. But the bigger strategic threat to the United States is our elites who have been selling this country off piece by piece, betraying this country to the Chinese Communist Party for decades now. So I'm, 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 believe me, I'm not making excuses for uh for what the Chinese Communist Party is doing, how they're trying to how they're trying to hurt America. But the biggest problem again is I think that I think that Donald Trump had it right when Donald Trump said, I can't really pick on G or their or their leaders. They're just doing what they think is right for their country. How many of our leaders, uh national, state, municipal, how many of our leaders have our interest at stake? If you look at places like we come back to New York again is that is that really uh, the way that Andrew Cuomo is governing state of New York, the way that Bill de Blasio is is running New York City? Is that in the interest of New Yorkers? Very hard to believe. 
No. Yeah. No, it's, all right. it's not. When they put all those homeless homeless people, and many of them right. were like convicted criminals, next oh, yeah, to the right. wealthy apartments, oh, right. and so then people were getting attacked. They emptied out the Upper West Side, right? right? I, I mean, I mean the, the, the amount of people who were moving out of there. And these people were the, these people in lots of ways. They were the, the vitality, the wit, and the imagination of New York, people living on the Upper West Side. They cleared them out, right? They cleared them out by sticking homeless people and putting homeway um, – Halfway, halfway houses up there on the upper. On I'm, the upper I'm pretty west sure side. one of the individuals was like a child uh, offender yeah. near a school, yeah. and so naturally the wealthy people who were there were the first to be like, "I can leave and I will leave." Right, and it was almost uh, in, it almost it seems like it was intentional. Right. Target the wealthy who can flee immediately, and right. they do. Yeah, it's very interesting. So that's what I mean. I think it's it's our leadership. It's our leadership who's not looking out for us. If you look at what the Biden administration is doing, you truly have to wonder. I mean, I'll, just, I'll mention it again. The first day you put that much energy, the XL, the, you know, closing down the, the, the pipeline. Why? Why is that so? Why was that so vital? The number of jobs, the number of jobs that that costs and will cost them. You just look at a number of different policies, both foreign and domestic. Was it really that important? Do we need to be underwriting uh, Hamas's war in the Middle East by sending $5.5 million for reconstruction in Gaza? I'm not sure. Did anyone vote for that? Who voted for these things? The people voted for Biden. Yeah. We are not a democracy. We're a, oh. represent, uh, we're a representative constitutional republic. And so it, in this regard, there is a challenge in that the politicians lie. I mean, in, th- in this regard, it's also this is what you get when you elect someone not because of their policies, but because you don't like the other guy. And it's the best example of it. So, you know, very often we've had the two party system where it's like, oh, man, McCain's so bad. I got to vote for Obama. Oh, Obama's so yeah. bad. I got to vote for McCain. Yeah. But this one was like the, <laughs> the, the epitome of like people coming out screaming Trump was bad. And man, you know, I couldn't imagine this. The people who really believe the mainstream press about Trump really do live in this psychotic paranoid delusional state this permanent perpetual paranoid delusion where donald trump is literally hitler and and all this crazy stuff's happening it's not true the worst thing about it is if you see the coverage coming out of the new york times or the different reporters who are based in new york i mean donald trump has been a new york figure for five decades right all these people have heard of donald trump they all know who Donald Trump is. Now, there's lots of things that you can say about Donald Trump. You don't like his attitude. You don't like his policies. You don't like the way he looks. You don't like how he appears so much in the press. But all the different things they were saying about him, you're right, fascist, Nazi, stuff like this. Like, all of these people saw Donald Trump on TV. They saw Donald Trump at Trump Tower. They saw Donald Trump in New York restaurants for decades. And they turn around and start saying this stuff. Absolute nonsense. They know better. That's the issue. They all well, know that purpose. Right, exactly. And they sold this to the American public and helped drive the American public crazy, or at least half of it. For a combination of money and virtue signaling? Kicks. Oligarchical power. They're, they're consolidating their power base. I mean, I mean, kind of, but, you know, Brian Stelter is going to be living in a shoebox if this, if this country falls apart. He's, he's of, uh, of no societal value. I mean, the dude probably can't even lift a heavy bag to help someone load their luggage into a car. I, I, I'm not trying to be, like, no, no. overtly <laughs> disrespectful. I mean, quite literally, what would a man like Brian Stelter do were it not him running a propaganda, you know, state TV for the White House? This is, this is fascinating because that's the way that I see the press. The press is the courtier class, right? This is what they are. If we're looking at the oligarchs, you, you have – this is their – these are the retainers. 
These are the people who work. And don't you like what Monsieur has said? Don't you like the, 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 the new pro, the new application that Monsieur has designed? Aren't you interested in the new show that Monsieur has produced? That's what they are. The retainers. These are people who are, uh, <clears throat> their jobs are about messaging on behalf of the oligarch, of the Smithers. oligarchy. It reminds me yeah. of that uh, episode of Simpsons where Mr. Burns is fleeing to his escape pod. I forgot why. <laughs> and then, you know, Smithers tries to go with him. He's like, oh, sorry, there's no room for you. And then it, like, launches him in the air. Uh, they're they're the, the, the weak little uh, betas who will say anything and everything for the corrupt elites who are extracting the resources from this country. But when all is said and done and the country falls apart, like, they're the first in line for whatever bad is, is going to be coming. They provide little, of, if anything, in terms of value to society. I mean, these are people who, who, who live in New York City, who live in giant concrete cubicles, who espouse propaganda for the state. When the state has lost confidence in the people because the elites have extracted too much and now the system topples, where do they go? They have what, 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 what reasonable skills do they have? Hey, Dylan Radigan went and started hydro, doing hydroponics. That guy was smart. Ten years ago, he's like, I'm out. I'm not going to be playing that game. That guy's awesome. Yeah, that guy's legit. I mean, if you, if you look if you look at the history of these different, if we think <clears throat> that this country is heading toward a very dangerous, very dark place, it it may be, it may not be, but regardless, if you look at the history of things that go bad, if <laughs> if you look at the history of authoritarian states, how these things begin, the bad things that happen, right? It's a mistake for the ideological class, for the ideologues. They're always, they're always caught in the middle of it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's a very bad idea. Well, I just think that uh, the nature of America, as you mentioned, stubbornness, it's a, a lot of defiance. It's not going to go the same as say Russia would or many of these European nations would. Um, it'll be different. Call it a civil war. Call it whatever you want. You know, I, 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 we mentioned this quite a bit in the context of it, but. Um, there's a dividing line forming between these states, which you mentioned with the vaccine segregation and the passports, which lends itself to the idea that if Joe Biden and the Democrats keep extracting and destroying this country, at what point will the Republicans cut things off and how will they do it? Maybe Texas announces a Texas coin, a cryptocurrency for the people of Texas, a local currency to protect the value. They, you know, look, Texas could, or Florida would probably do it first, to be honest, because you got DeSantis. He'd probably launch, and, and they just had the Bitcoin conference in Miami. Right. Think about this. Florida could launch, as a governmental entity, a DeFi coin, Florida Florida coin, that is legal tender in the state of Florida. And what are the feds going to do? I mean, I'm sure they would freak probably out. Probably buy a bunch of it. Maybe. Hmm. The, the, the issue is, so long as the Fed can print money and Biden can hand it for free hmm. to Cuomo, to Newsom, to Whitmer, they, when they spend money and destroy things, they're extracting yeah. the wealth from the people of Texas and Florida and, and the other states, Utah, Idaho, et cetera. Productive states. That's right. right. I'm thinking about, I'm still thinking about the Greco, uh, the Greek democracy. This is so, it's so mm. parallel. They say history rhymes, not necessarily in repetition. So what happened was they, they, they defaulted on their tax debt was the first thing they did to, to get out of this problem. Uh, the second thing was, uh, that they freed their slaves. Okay, so we're not in a state of slavery right now, although you could argue that we're in fiscal slavery. Student loan debt. Student loan debt. Abolish it. Yeah. Uh, and They're so, but what happened was, it. then the poor people came up and they want, they started to demand the rich people's property. And the guy that had been put in charge, this guy named Solon, was this brilliant, you know, merchant, uh, guy. He wasn't a landowner, but he was just this really, really smart guy. Said, no, we're not gonna strip the wealth from the rich. 
So it's going to happen again, probably. It's likely that people are going to start demanding that we strip the wealth. What we see now it's different is the mass printing of money. They didn't have that in ancient Greece. They didn't have this money printer, this Federal Reserve system, this fiat. So I don't know how, other than establishing a new currency and issuing a debt recall and voiding like the value of the dollar over like a two-year period. This is why Bitcoin is key and why I'm so bullish on Bitcoin. Mm. I'm not telling anybody else what to do, but we talk about how, I mean, you really got to understand this, that the, the blue states were in serious trouble before the pandemic. Their debts were piling up. We had in New York City, they want to do the Amazon headquarters. AOC comes in, starts spitting and yelling, and then Amazon pulls out, costing them $30 billion or more over a 10-year period. They need that money to fix the MTA. So they're in serious trouble. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. You see, Donald Trump said he wasn't going to give them a bailout. Fortunately for them, Joe Biden wins. Joe Biden gives them all the cash they need. Now they got some cash reserves. But that that is causing hyperinflation, or I should say hyperinflation. It's causing inflation. It's really high, depending on who you ask. That means for someone in Texas who wants to buy a computer, your your ability to buy these goods has been taken from you by the corruption of Andrew Cuomo. How long will they stand for this? I don't know. They might just be like, okay, whatever. Fine, whatever. And then the federal government gives grants and loans to many of these states. Anyway, many red states are getting money from the government. So they'll probably just say, sure, fine, whatever. But it is the savings of the people in these places that are being devalued right. and the governments oh, that yeah, are benefiting yeah, right. from it. Right. It's terrible. I guess one question is, <clears throat> one question is how long, what's, what's going to make people change? What's going to break them? Take what, their food. What will it be? Yeah. So long as they have food, people will probably do nothing. So it's right. got to, so this is, this is, right. I'll give you, here's my advice to the despots. You just got to go slow. Huh. You can't, huh. you can't, you can't throw boiling water on a frog. You got to put the frog in a pot and then uh-huh. boil the water. That's how it's done. Otherwise, they freak out, right? Make sure their food costs don't go too high. You got to keep it below around 40% of their income per week. Otherwise, they snap. You're yeah. right. I was watching this video last night about the hunter-gatherers. I think it's the—it starts with an H. The Han, Hanso, Hansa. It's the last hunter-gatherer tribe in the world in like huh. Eastern Africa. And this guy goes there and hunts with them. And they asked one of the hunters, what's the most important thing? In, on earth like what is it what's the greatest thing huh. and, and he without even thinking he said meat and he's right. a hunter so he thinks meat but it's yeah. food it's food right we think about all these lofty ideals and and ways and and love and all. it's it's food yeah. you need food to live bro dude it's all about the food. water right. water and food because if you don't have water you're gonna it's, the food will kill you if <clears> these <throat> shortages get worse i mean all, you need only look at uh, these photos of shopping of shopping markets during hurricanes all the meat is gone oh, yeah the vegan section's fine though. People don't want to eat yeah. bugs, and they'll, they'll they'll try eat the bugs. Come yeah. on, you eat it because we're gonna have yeah. steak. We're gonna have right. fancy steaks. You guys eat All the right. bugs though. Take their food and away. You'll be and happy people with will the go bugs. Right. But there is a way out. There is, and it's I I would I I don't know the regulations or the laws on this, but it would be really amazing if uh, Texas just said, "Hey, we're making Texas coin." That'd be awesome. Every state should have their own. I mean, it used to be that way. The states used to have their own currency. You can go online. It's amazing. I went to uh, one website where they sell Rhode Island dollars. Yeah. Like legal tender in the mm. state of Rhode Island, Rhode Island early on, nowhere else. Is it I, just a one for one to the dollar? I mean, I guess another thing that would be interesting is if you look at, you know, people, uh, I, I don't know if it's still there after, after COVID, but people have spoken about California has the world's third largest economy. So what about Texas? What about Florida? It seems that Florida is particularly... W- California's economy is enormous because of its trade with Asia, especially with China. 
right? But if you look at the other, if you look at Texas and Florida, these states are also well disposed to uh, trade as well. So what are the different ways for, what are the different ways for red states to build their, to build their, to build their economic strength? Think about, think, I, I, again, I, I'm willing to bet the feds would storm in in two seconds with guns if any state tried to do this. But imagine if Texas said, okay, here's what we're doing. As the government, we're going to be issuing a cryptocurrency called Texas Coin, where we'll print 21 million over the span of 100 years, and um, it's it's mined or whatever. However, if you are a resident of the state of Texas mm. or a registered business and you're a representative of that business, you can exchange your Texas Coin for U.S. dollar. Which means in 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 the Texas economy, mm. they back their currency. No, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work because inflation would still hit them. But imagine they said, oh, no, 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 they could. It would, it would, it would just it would be an exchange rate between the dollar and the Texas coin. Then the Texas coin is, is deflationary. So if you, have, if you live in Texas and you choose to accept Texas's currency, its value goes up while the dollar goes down. People in Texas are going to be like, yeah, I don't want to use dollar anymore. And, and if you ever need to, you can just go to the government and as a resident do an exchange. Do you think this is – I mean, are people talking about this? No, no, no. Huh. I'm not, I just, it just came to my right. thought of it. I'm sure some people yeah, are. It's really interesting. I mean, Florida I, – look, yeah. I don't even think the government needs to do it. If the government backed it or if anyone created a reserve huh. and said, you know, it's, it's – imagine this, right? There's a lot of cryptocurrencies. Each and every one can be exchanged for some monetary value. For the most part, some don't. Some are private utility tokens. But uh, let's say like, you know, Dogecoin right now is at like 35 cents or something. What if you, oh, the only way to actually do an exchange, it was, only, it was only available to the people of the state of Florida. Now, if you live in Texas, you can have some and you can trade it with people in Florida, but you can't right. get dollars out of it unless you're a resident. Then the residents would be like, oh, we want to accept this because we can use it amongst ourselves, mm. retains its value, becomes more valuable. So if someone pays me one Florida coin and I put it in the bank in a month, it's basically basically worth two Florida coin. I'm not right. taking those dollars. I'm taking the, the Florida backed crypto. And then the value it costs when it starts, it's one to one. One dollar is one Florida coin. A month later, two dollars is one Florida coin because of it wouldn't be that dramatic. But inflation, five percent. You could always just exchange it back for U.S. dollars. It would be like literally any other cryptocurrency. The difference is. The, lo- the state government of Florida or Texas or whatever state, or maybe New York yeah. would do it, are putting regulation on it statewide, which provides incentive for me- for people in that state to use it, and doesn't allow exchange for dollars outside of the state. Oh. Don't now, however, people could still trade off market, right? Someone would be like, "Hey, I'll give you Texas coin oh. for dollars or whatever," and you could do that anywhere. You could have it do discounts too locally. Like if you spend New York coin in New York, you get a one percent discount oh. on anything you buy. 2%. It would be easy to tax. The government could have fees on every transaction instantly taxed. Do we have a sense of like how different the difference between the Trump administration and the Biden administration on cryptocurrency? Is there a big difference? Trump hates it. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what what Biden's position has been. I mean, they're trying to regulate it. Trump called it a scam. He's Uh wrong. But uh, it seems like the federal government really does not like it. State Street's going in hard on crypto right now. They're the second, I think it's the second, uh, second or third largest investment firm in the world alongside BlackRock and, uh, and, uh, Vanguard. But State Street, if you look up State Street news yesterday, uh, they're launching a cryptocurrency division. So well, it's, it, it's to me, coming. Bitcoin is a savings account. You, you put uh, your, it, if you put your money in a bank, it's gonna, it's, it's dry, it's losing value every day. Hmm. You put in Bitcoin, it's gaining value every day. I don't care what they say when, 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 and, and again, I'm not telling anybody to buy anything. No, no financial advice from me. What I'm saying is Bitcoin, based on the function of it, 
the capitalization, the liquidity, the everything, it's it's going up in value. Now, in the short term, you can see volatility, but you ignore that stuff. I don't care if Bitcoin dropped to 10 bucks right now, I'd, I'd panic buy as much as possible. Like, wow. Huh. Yeah, I'd go nuts. I'd just buy as huh. much as I could. But I don't think people, I mean, people where, have to be Where is it crazy. now? Where, where is um, it? I think it's a 36, maybe 35. Uh-huh. It was a 37 earlier. It was a 32 the other day. Like, if you're day trading, you're probably making a do killing. You, do yeah. you check it out all the time? I mean, are you Sometimes you I forget. Sort of three days. Huh. Sort of. Um, my, I've always just been someone who's bought and then ignored it. Because it's a savings account. I was day trading it's, for a while. You can make a lot of money if you're day trading. Uh, I mean, you can make like 2 to 7% daily. It's crazy how much money you can make per day. Because of the volatility. <laughs> and if you're moving $10 million a day, you know, that's seven, 70 grand and just like it, Look, wow. it hit Two 65K hours. and then it dropped to 30 or whatever. And it was mostly poor people who panicked and sold off. And all uh, the rich people were laughing the whole time. Because the rich people aren't worried about short-term losses like this. Right. It's like, dude, if I buy one Bitcoin, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. But if you're poor and you put in your only $200 hoping to turn it into 400 and then the market tanks, you panic and pull it out. You've lost your money. Yeah. You just you, you, you buy when you can. You know, for mm. me, I'll buy when I can. and I, for, I forget about it. Something Ron Paul was talking about a lot was getting rid of this law that says that the U.S. government or Congress has the monopoly on on a currency control of cr- currency creation, basically, which they've already offloaded to the Federal Reserve anyway. So they're basically they've they've given up their their responsibility to some private quasi private public company. Um, and Ron, I don't know what the exact law is. Dave Smith was talking about it when he was on the show. But Ron Paul has been we need to we need to. repeal or remove that restriction so that we can all legally create our own and create a market of currency market because the u.s dollar can't carry the load it's we've seen we're watching it happen i i would rather own um rocks like i'd rather buy a bag of gravel than have a u.s dollar right now i wonder what the value of of that's increased by gravel's gonna go up it's it's (laughs) gonna become more and more expensive yeah you're right timber right absolutely so we 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 got these parks built here and the it's it's too these days we couldn't get it done it's too expensive but the best thing is they had leftover oddly shaped you know lumber here and there and boards because they cut things and they say here's the Mm. waste and the guy i I remember when they were building they were like so we'll have this all hauled away and i was like no 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 (laughs) yeah at the time i was like just throw it in the shed because we like building stuff yeah i'm sure we'll build something we built some like pvc rails like for you know skating and stuff and now we have this shed full of wood and i'm like wow thousands and thousands of dollars no joke at the time it was probably a total of like a thousand dollars worth of materials right. a year ago, and it's probably worth like seven or eight thousand now. Right. Some ridiculous amount of money for all these materials. Plus, there's just like uh, um, there's like steel bars and, and and pipes and stuff that you use for for you know skating on. So, wow, I'm like we could probably do a, a sale on this, make a ton of money right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but right. I want it because we want to build stuff. You go in the construction company, and uh, yeah. I would rather have a bag of of, of rocks. No joke, because. Sourcing the rocks is hard. Sourcing the dollar yeah. is nothing. Joe Biden's just making it rain on everybody. And I'm like, there's no scarcity to the dollar. Someone's got to go and get those rocks. That's got value. You know, That's interesting. That's a great sales pitch. That's fantastic. I'm holding a bag of gravel. I'm holding rock a bag of rocks. Right here, yeah. I'm holding a bag of rocks. Uh, but I'm not even, I'm not, I'm being serious. No, I know. I, I know. It sounds, if, if somebody, it sounds great. If somebody came uh, with like a Home Depot, like, you know, right. gray gravel for the driveway, I'd be like, how much? 
I'd love ten to, bucks. I'd be like done. I'd love to see an Alec Baldwin version of this, like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> you walk into the room, you're holding a bag of rocks, just like that. I'm gonna buy some rocks. Uh, always be no selling. Kidding. Always, that's right. always be selling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always be closing. Always, that's what always ABC. Be always be closing. That's Glenn Gary. Glenn and Ross. you're holding the bag of rocks. And yeah. that sounds. The fantastic. problem is, where would you store the rocks? Hence, we created currency to you know yeah, but the stand in for the lights. The yeah, rocks uh, don't. The rocks deflate. Well, I guess the rocks inflate uh, value, but the dollars become worthless. So buy the rocks now for ten bucks, and then in a month it'll be worth twelve bucks. Yeah, that's no joke, dude. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of effort to grind <laughs> up that gravel and move it around. You know, what's like the most worst, <laughs> worthless thing you can imagine? I mean, look, things you normally would think are worthless that people wouldn't want to have wood, glass. You know, you know, back at the other 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 house where we had the studio, we had a bunch of wood. A bunch of wood so that much. we just bought because it was cheap and we were using it to build stuff. We just left it. We didn't even care. Hmm. That's probably a couple hundred bucks right now that we just left behind. That was only like twenty bucks when we bought I, it. I, I mean, I'm I'm getting bookcases made. I, I I know, I know what it looks like. I know how much more it is now than it was uh, than it was a year ago. Well, and let's let's let me let me let's let's talk about some of this uh, this environmental disaster stuff we got going on. So you know, okay. obviously, we, we've been talking about um, what you can invest in: the cost mm-hmm. of lumber, the cost of food, the inflation. Right now in California, they're dealing with a mega drought. Uh, the Verge reports that Hoover Dam Reservoir is at an all-time low, mm. and apparently they're putting in, in California. They're under some kind of uh, rationing for water. Wow. Yeah, the water, man. How's it work? I, I, I'm going to be careful with how I put this, so I don't present myself as a water expert. But my reporting on uh, Congressman Devin Nunes. He's in Central California. And, you know, he represents a big ag district, uh, 22nd district in uh, in California. And he was originally elected to fight the water wars. And so I know a little bit about the central uh, the Central Valley water issues. And one of the cases these guys make, and it's pretty convincing to me, is there's an awful lot of water coming off the Sierra Nevada. Uh, and this is what makes the Central Valley so fertile. So rich, what they they call the uh, bread basket of the solar system. Some of this, the water wars, what the water wars are about, it's about environmentalists or people who describe themselves as environmentalists in the Bay Area to a lesser extent, Los Angeles. And a lot of this... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In effect, what they're doing, again, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what's happening at the Hoover Dam. I just want to give a little background on what I know about the water wars out in California. They say there's an awful lot of water in California. What they're trying to do is they're trying to break, they're trying to break their political opponents. The game is with the left. What they're trying to do is they're trying to hurt their economic base, strip them of their economic base in the Central Valley, the agricultural base, and also push them into the cities where they can control them. So, uh, again, oh, so, but, but by what? By, by blocking water or what? Yeah, they run a lot of the water off into the bay. And it's an argument about the uh, 
the smelts and what people say about the smelts is like this, you know, n- nothing against the smelts, but the, the delta sm- smelts. Yeah, the oops, delta oops. smelts. Yes, right. So you know about fish. you know about yes. this, right? <laughs> so the delta smelts are also a bait fish for I believe it's a trout. That's an imported fish, right? Yeah. The, the trout they brought the trout out there. It's an imported fish, and and the smelts uh, the smelts are eaten by the trout. So what their point is is that the environmentalist argument isn't very uh it's doesn't have a lot of integrity so they're entirely honest this is a uh in in my uh, research when i covered the the last drought in the past uh-huh. you know six, seven, six or so years i would say that you're about half like what what you're saying is about half of uh what's, what's the right way to put this in my research it half agrees with what hmm. you're saying um, okay. In places like Tulare County, they're barred from using surface water for, for uh, growing crops right. because it's diverted to the cities. And it's a really simple thing. It's one of the biggest arguments I have for the Electoral College. You have this one state with no electoral system, no, no proportional representation. What happens is the farmers in these counties make up about 300,000 people, but a large portion of the economy. Over in San Diego and L.A., they have tens of millions of people. So then they mm. all say, hey, we're going to vote on who gets the water from the poor yeah, people. Yeah, right. yeah. And so when you get 300,000 farmers and poor people, and then you get tens, tens of millions of city people, right. and they say, now everybody vote. <laughs> yeah, well, right. that's what uh, Ben Franklin said. A, a well-armed mm. uh, a, a, a dem- democracy is two wolves and a lamb deciding what's for lunch. <laughs> a republic is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Uh, it's funny. So, so what, <laughs> what we end up seeing is the farmers had to drill uh, thousands upon thousands of feet into the earth for groundwater. But the poor people who lived in um, East, East Porterville, I think it was called, mm-hmm. their, their wells only went 30 feet, so they went dry. They had no water left in their homes, taken by the farmers because the farmers were in a drought and there were canals with surface huh. water. And I said, there's so much water there. Can't you take it? And they were like, we're, it's not, we're not legally allowed to. It's diverted huh. to cities. So the water runoff from the mountains at a time of a drought goes to the cities who say they need right. more. But I will, I will mention one thing as for the, for the Delta. Cause, so uh, I, went, I went to the Bay Area and uh, we, we talked to many people about the, the smelts mm-hmm. and what the farmers wanted to do was they said, we got a lot of this water up north that goes into the bay and does nothing. Right. It reaches the, 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 you know, San Francisco around that area where it hits the ocean and it basically makes all that fresh water useless. We should divert that fresh water, have it go around the bay and go to the farms. Now, the political right. argument was the smelt. Oh, but you're going to kill all these fish if you do that. Yeah. I think the more sound argument was we actually I actually went to a bunch of cities in the Bay Area, uh, smaller cities, not San Francisco, not Oakland. And I, I went to a bunch of farms. One of the farms I went to was uh, I believe it was an apple farm. I could be wrong. I did some kind of fruit. And they said the water that we get for this farm hmm. is it's Bay Area water. So we're, we got all these, you know, tributaries, streams and whatever. It's all the Delta water. If you divert that water, it will reduce pressure causing ocean water to come in, huh. killing all of the fresh water in the bay and wiping out all the small towns that rely on that water. So it may be that you could, you know, the needs no, of the many outweigh the needs yeah. of the few. But they were like, what about our family farm that's been here for generations, right. for hundreds of years, that would be destroyed by salt water coming in and wiping out our farms? It's tough. One of the solutions for the water problem was desalination. Uh, desalination. But what that does is it creates brine runoff that goes down to the bottom of the ocean bed, killing off the lower lowest level of life, huh. causing a dead zone from the ground up when you wipe out the food chain. Yeah, you need to find a way well, to reuse that salt if you're going to do that for sure. Yeah, they but they just dump it back into the ocean, huh. and it's 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 brine. It sinks, 
and then kills all oh, the yeah. all the you know flora and fauna on the ocean floor, and then everything above it dies. Um, this is a bit goes back to this guy named William Mulholland. You guys ever hear of this guy? Oh, yeah. They named a street after him <laughs> yeah, in uh, Mulholland yeah. Drive in, yeah. in Los Angeles. He was is 1913 the year. Uh, so it's the same year they made the Federal Reserve. The basis of Chinatown. Oh, it, William Mulholland. So what he did was he went up to this place, uh, Owens River, the mm-hmm. River Valley, and, and diverted all this. This is before L.A. existed. It was a desert. And he diverted all this farmland water down south to create the city. And that's why they named a street after him yeah. in L.A. They're built on a desert. It's not supposed yeah. to be there. They're importing <laughs> yeah. the water and stripping it from the rest of the state. If so Colorado, when drugs hit, they hit hard. Yeah. If Colorado right now was like, hey, California, no. California's gone. So- yeah, SoCal's right. gone. Their water's gone. It's Colorado River water. Yes, it is. Yeah, Colorado's got like a treaty or something. But they could just be like, nah. If, if a, imagine if a drought hit Colorado though. If Colorado for some reason was facing, you know, what, what, did it happen? Yeah, it happens all the time. It oh, there you really go. Quite regularly. And then Colorado's like, sorry, we, you know, Colorado first, no water for you, California. China's doing that. They're like blocking uh, river water to other countries because a lot of rivers run off of Chinese mountains, I think. Like they did India. it to themselves during the Olympics, you know, several years ago. So All what, the poor what, farmers were restricted. What's going to happen in California then? What's going to happen in, uh, yeah, what's going to happen in Southern California? Well, I mean, California as it stands seems to be post-apocalyptic. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I, I hear from these people. They're like, California is so nice. I'm sick and tired of people having zero perspective. It's like, bro, if you are a frog in a pot, I don't want to hear your opinion. I'm, I'm kidding. You know, we'll have an argument about it, but you need to like look at the pots that are boiling because you're in California and people are like, it's not so bad here. And I'm like, how many times have you seen like a homeless person take a dump in the street? (laughs) 12 in the past (laughs) month. But what's the big deal? And I'm like, it should be zero. (laughs) When I lived there, it was like one or once or twice a month. San Francisco's got a poop patrol now. The last time I went to LA, I parked my car and I was going to a mall and some woman, some, some old fat woman walked in the middle of the street and just squatted and went at it. And I'm like, what the f- is happening to this place? Yeah. That's burned in my mind. I lived I, there. I yeah, yeah. I lived there a couple of years, and it was kind of bad. Now it's really, really Wait, bad. you lived in San Francisco or you lived in L.A.? No, no, no. I live in L.A. L.A. Okay. In L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been to San Francisco several I, I, times. I, I, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a great city. Beautiful. These were all great American cities until someone decided they needed to be burned down. Well, or a whole bunch of people decided they need to be destroyed. It's, it's, I think it's really simple. It's a very simple mathematic equation. If Republican says be responsible and Democrat says I'll give you free stuff, yeah. it's a very it's a slope. It is an uphill and a downhill. And like Homer Simpson, Springfield has a westward slope, so they yeah. knew which direction yeah. he was going to walk. Right. It's so sad. Right. It's a it's a great they're great cities in a great state in a great country that is were yeah it's drastically behind schedule on developing desalination tactics. We have so much fresh water. We have so much salt water, access to so much salt water being on basically an island, you know, North America, United States. It's not a long-term solution. And, Desalination? And, yeah, and groundwater isn't either because there's – um, what is it called? Um, subsidation? I think the word is – I could be wrong. Uh, could you look, look that up? Yeah. When you pull the groundwater out – that water actually provides some kind of structural support pressure oh, at a lower level. It subsides. Yeah. Right. That's got to be the word. Subsidization. Yeah. Subsidization. Oh, no, that's not it. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> no, that's subsidies. Yeah. Uh, subsidation. I could, it could be it. wrong. But uh, what happens is when you pull the water out, the ground starts sinking. And that is really bad. So I think so that's the future for California. Oh, yeah. I think I think California is going to get really bad. Maybe what they're trying to do with this Great Reset stuff with, like, New York is get rid of as many people as possible so the cities can survive. I hear people also saying that they want to build these, uh, again, speculation from 
interested friends, they say, yeah, they want to build these kind of fancy, uh, big Asian-style cities, these kind of showcase cities where you don't really have many people living in them. Yeah. I couldn't uh, find... Subsidence. Subsidence. Yeah, but maybe subsidence. Super, someone could super chat it. It's called yeah. subsidence? Yeah. Cool. Called, there you go. Yeah. So what the groundwater is like is, is a buffer for other... To, to keep other things from... Well, when keep you, the what, land up when, and to keep uh, salt water out? When they pull the water out of the ground, it doesn't matter where you are. Like the ground, like the the, the ground goes down. Caves in, yeah. You know, with fracking, a lot of the fracking stuff is causing earthquakes across the the yeah. country, and I think it's because they're removing liquid from the, similar to this, maybe, and it's causing the the ground to like fall and shake. So I was thinking we could pump water back into the earth to like make up for the oil that we take out and to re resubsidize or whatever you would call subsidize. Uh, resubsidize. People need to drink water, man. Reside. Maybe, maybe this. Look, this is this is all the great reset people. They're like, we're drinking too much water. We're pulling too much. Are they saying that too? Are you kidding me? They're saying I'm, we're drinking too much water. Oh yeah. The, the, the reason they want to ban beef is how much water we have to use to, to, to for the cows to drink. That's insane. I oh, thought you know, was, almonds. I thought it was just. Water. I thought it. Was, I thought it was just their their whole thing about. Uh, about oh, it's about all climate change. Bovine flatulence. Yes. I didn't know it had anything to do with, yeah, it's, with it's, water as it's well. It's like thousands of gallons. They say of water per cow for like a meat product and it's wasteful almonds almonds take a lot of water to produce so it's very it's like huh. we're, we're gonna see almond prices start skyrocketing because of the drought in california it's gonna wow. get bad uh, avocados as well california produces what like a how much of the, of the food yeah. of the world like a massive I would say portion like one fifth yeah it's, it's yeah, something like that yeah and, and and california is being propped up by farmers who are producing for their gdp and if they leave then the state is they're in trouble. Right. If they turn it into wind farms, then I guess we will be eating bugs pretty soon. That's why uh, I, as well as many other people like Jack Posobiec, have been saying, get out of cities. You don't want to be in a city. I mean, they, it, it's almost like they fired a shot across the bow last year with the lockdowns and the riots. Get out of the cities. They were they were basically forcing you to do it. Oh, ab- absolutely. Lot. Right. I, I mean, so if, you have a, if you have the ability to not leave these places that are increasingly dangerous and increasingly spiritually uh, bleak, yeah, you you have to go. There's no choice. We we were in the Philadelphia suburbs mm-hmm. and we decided to leave almost immediately when the pandemic happened. So we actually had a conversation about there was there was talks about quarantining states. No oh, joke. Yeah. They were like yeah. shutting down bridges. Right away that. too. That yeah, really so awful. we were like Why almost immediately? What did you guys see right away that made you Us? I mean, no no no. Huh. It was it was the state came oh, out and oh, said oh, we will okay. lock down the bridges and quarantine we the state. To oh, to go. Okay. It, co- it coincided yeah. with expanding the business too. So I had huh. been thinking about just getting a larger we were gonna buy Tim was gonna buy like a big office in Jersey, but Obviously, COVID struck, and and that was kind of off the table. It was already you were finding challenges with that. Before, yeah, no, right? everything everything shut down. Wow, it just made okay. it possible to do anything, and so we ended up just sitting inside and doing this show and one iteration of huh. it for months because you couldn't do anything. And so I was just like, one of the, one of the problems we had was you go to you go to Walmart, nothing there. It was like we go to the store and there's like a, there's like a photo on my Instagram of my friend Adam and it's just like there's no toilet paper it's anywhere. So weird. Just all gone. I'm I'm not. I mean, weirdly, I'm not. A, a, it's an old it's an old thing in American history, right? I mean, kind of our resources are our myths about uh, Cincinnatus, the citizen farmer who comes and fights yeah, for his land. Yeah, he was land. great, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it is also it is also about that's our origins. These are the stories that we tell about America. And right, the city from the Bible on, from the Bible, of, uh, from the Bible to the present, it's always been a place of 
crime and corruption and pestilence. And that's what it is again. I think that um, Americans need to reconnect to our roots and to reconnect to things that aren't about politics, whether it's family and community. You know what? That sounds like an argument for the Great Reset. But I, but I would, I would reset it entirely differently. Right. right, You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about resetting. I'm saying people having Americans having individual choice and making a decision. I think people need to get out of cities. They should roll up their sleeves, learn how to chop some wood, learn how to grow their own food, take care of some chickens, mm. get some you know, fresh eggs. Nothing beats. You walk out in the yard in the morning, you eat a couple fresh eggs, you make them, and you're right there on the spot, and it's like, thank you, chickens. It's delicious. Not these garbage <laughs> store-bought <laughs> trash. But, but people are so reliant. I mean, the people in the cities, I think, are the biggest problem. The, the rural conservatives aren't the ones destroying the planet. The, 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 it's the, these urban liberals are the ones who com- right. they, they complain about everything they vote for. They vote for these, these, these governors. They vote for these mayors who create the pre- police brutality. They vote for these conditions. They live in these hyper-concentrated break mm. particle dust in the air with gas and, and all the yeah. exhaust. They're breathing in trash. They're living in cities that smell like sour milk, sour milk and cubicles cr- crowned on top of each other. They're the ones consuming the most energy for this, this, this gluttonous lifestyle on average. And then the people in the countryside who are voting Republican live, you know, sparsely populated areas where they're on like natural, you know, like they have their own oil tank to manage their own heat. They have, you know, satellite Internet, much more lower cost They're doing solar panels, much more self-reliant. I I, I always imagine that they knew this, though, that it's not a lot of the times we think about in terms of hypocrisy. I I think that actually that's part of how they're establishing um, their elite status. Right. Well, when we saw Gavin Newsom walking around all the time without his mask and there were a whole bunch of them. Right. Whitmer as well. Uh, Pelosi. Pelosi, who was the, the, the mayor of uh, Philadelphia. Right. He was also caught, I think, in New Jersey or somewhere without his mask. At a certain Fauci point, was caught with his mask. Down. Exactly. Fauci. So at yeah. a certain point, it's like they're not all making a blunder. They know they're political figures. They're being looked at. It was part of to establish that they are part of a higher class, right? It's a hierarchy. They're at the top. You are on the bottom. So when you talk about the difference between the people who are the elites who are in cities and the, the people who are on farms, that's the point. To say we're better than you, we can, we can spend this. It's like the celebrities who's, who fly on private jets to go pick up yeah. their awards for environmentalism. They want you to suffer so they can right. keep living in luxury. They mean to show you they want to rub it in your face. It's not like, what hypocrites, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, I know what I'm doing. So, so what you're yeah. saying is eat the rich? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no. Solon would tell us otherwise. That's called the, that's called the Kathy Newman. Yeah. That's her name, right? Yeah. The girl yes. that so, I so what you're saying? Solon would say yeah. otherwise. Yeah. yeah. yeah apparently, it's we're going to come to a head where people are going to want. You look at the French Revolution. People are going to want to hurt other people because of greed or because of um, jealousy. But we don't. You know, we stay peaceful. We work together as a team. We all want to come out of this better and benefit together. Right. We can. I got I got my issues with Elon Musk. You know, the Bitcoin, Dogecoin, the pumping and dumping, all that silly, silly nonsense. I can respect him for SpaceX and Starlink. We're like trying to get Starlink. Mm-hmm. We actually got someone brought out a Starlink for us, but they're cell locked, so it didn't work. We need an actual regional unit, so we weren't able to do it, but it would be really awesome to have. I guess we'll just have to wait until we get it. Uh, so, so that's cool. Like, work on cool stuff. I'll tell you who, you know, when I think about the phrase, eat the rich, I don't know, really know what they mean by that, like consume the resources from them. You want to throw in Hollywood? I'll tell you this. Leftists, hear me out. Let's start by eating the rich in Hollywood. Yes. And we all agree 
And we, we'll start there. We'll start there. We'll probably have to compromise after that, but I think that's a good place to, to go. Because, you know, you remember like we, the rich chocolate cake? Yeah. What were you say? I'm saying, like, if, 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 you know, I look at Wall Street and I look at Hollywood, and those are two things where I'm like, for the most part, I'm not, you, you can go. The hedge funds that are shorting companies into oblivion, these, these, these apes in the, in the meme stocks, it's a revolution. It's fantastic. They're basically, they yeah. found, they found the weakness, these shorts, and they found a way to stick it to the hedge funds. Hopefully it works out. We'll see what's happening. A lot of people have been covering this, and I'm excited to see it work out. Hollywood, these are the hypocrites who say, we're going to save the planet. Don't, uh, uh, you, you know, stop flying in planes. Oh, my private jet's here. I got to go. And they go live in their their 50-bedroom mansion. Those are two sectors of the economy. I got no problem with uh, regulating out of existence or just, you know, figuratively eating the rich. I, I, I find it heartbreaking. I mean, we Wait, all... the tech sector, too. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, right. bye. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I find the Hollywood stuff heartbreaking, though. I mean, because before, right before COVID-19, we used to go to movie theaters. Remember that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You that's why get, I like AMC stock. Yeah, okay. That's that's in, that's great. We I used can't to wait. go to movie theaters, go to dinner beforehand, get a drink after, sit with your, uh, you know, sit with your beloved, uh, go with a group of friends, yeah. children's birthday party. And now it's heartbreaking. Now when they turn the lights back on in Hollywood, you've got one of these, you've got some lunatic screaming at you for being uh for being white right exactly white male. It, it's ridiculous and look there's still a lot of terrific stuff they're doing but there's a lot of garbage they're doing as well but do you notice the people that don't say anything the people who are never out front on the political stuff how they come across no one ever knows no one knows what al pacino thinks about politics right right you, you, you know now that i think about it i'm like is there is there a certain sector of ultra wealthy individuals that we're actually eager to defend anyway? Like I can I can I can defend Elon on some things. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Is there a I got no respect for Bezos. That dude is nuking everything. He's burning to the ground. He's a he's a lunatic. The, the like, and I'm talking about Amazon. Amazon's book burning. Yeah. I'm like, these people got too much power. Zuckerberg's awful. Jack Dorsey's yeah. awful. They're all just so awful. You know what? I'm over it. Let's set a threshold and get rid of. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll eat the rich. I'm there. Leftists, you got me. I'm tired <laughs> of these people. They're just awful. They're destroying everything. It would be nice to be able to find one sector. I mean, you can't. I mean, entertainment. I got nothing. Where? Yeah, but look, look, at like a lower level, you've got media uh-huh. where they're not the multi-billion dollar media. You've got like, you've got wealthy conservatives who do media and it's all right. You got wealthy yeah. liberals, they do media, it's all right. But then you look at the big corporate machines. Baker, you Awful. Get, get out of here. Yeah. All of you are gone. Yeah. You look at, you look at technology. We got minds.com. Hey, Bill Ami, he's all right. He's a cool dude. You got BitChute. You got Gab. I'm okay with those things. And you got Facebook. Nah, get Facebook out of there. Too big. You know, too big. Too big. Too yeah, bad. It should be bad, awful. I think the tech should speak for itself. Mines is cool because it's open source, free software. Mm-hmm. So like it's, we spent all this time building it and now you can have it for free and use it. Now you can have your own mm-hmm. copy of it and spin up your own social network for free. Cost. It's all available. That kind of thing. Yeah. It does. If the CEO turns out to be a multi-trillionaire, whatever. The technology is amazing. So here's the other problem. 
All right. If we if we agree that there are a lot of really awful, really wealthy people that are screwing everything up, Zuckerberg right. dumping money in these elections, Bezos, uh, you know, he's doing the same thing with Amazon wokeness, you know, pushing these ideologies. Then you've got, you know, big tech. The problem is what you give their money to the government. Now the government's the same thing. So do we eat the government figuratively? What does that mean? Maybe, no, maybe. Hold on. Maybe there's like a little portion of the left when they say eat the rich, and then the right when they say small government, and that's what you got to combine. Mm. I don't know how you do that. Decentralize. I don't know if you can. What does that look like? Bitcoin, maybe. Decentralizing. Yeah, the tech sector is decentralizing. Like I was working with the Fediverse team. We're building out the Fediverse, Mm. which is this like federated system of uh, free software technology where like all these different Mm. websites can intercommunicate and. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, I, I go more into it in a little while. Um, we're decentralizing the, the entertainment industry. Hollywood is gone. True, the giant. True. Now you can. We're doing this from here in the middle yeah. of you know the the mountains of right, West Virginia. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, the tech sector Maybe. now with yeah. Bitcoin, the tech sector is decentralizing with the cryptocurrency finance. Uh, po- politics is next. Um, I'm big into like apps that where we can vote locally with app mm-hmm. technology and kind of control our own destiny from lo- local service local. guarantees citizenship. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what service means, but I'm into it. Any kind of service development, anything. I'm 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 committed to the idea that we move, not move away from politics, but that we expand. And I'm including. I'm not just saying people on the right. I'm just saying as Americans, we expand past politics. There's no redemption in politics. I I guess you know one of the big problems. There's just these stubborn people that stand in the way of solving these problems. Maybe what we need is for like an entity of the people to rise up and seize power, maybe with weapons, and then instill their political ideology by force. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. I see you studied history. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right, right. That always works out. Right. It's all right. Let's let's go to super chats. If uh, uh, you haven't already, smash that like button. It really helps out. Mm. Go to timcast.com. Become a member. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am for this website and this newsroom just because there's, there's so much more that has to be done off of YouTube, right? I've been, I've been working over the past probably seven or eight months to probably longer than this, but with a heavier focus in the past, you know, uh, year to focus away from YouTube as the sole place for a business because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And so that means we've been pushing the website. We're going to be doing amazing things with it and we're going to have a bunch of different verticals. We're going to have field reporters. I'm so excited because it also means that uh, I get to it, – it'll, it'll probably mean eventually less content from me in terms of my other two channels as I start focusing on the administrative of the core business, hiring more people to do the work that I do. But probably this show will always remain Timcast IRL. But I'm just I'm, – I'm really excited to expand. I can't wait till we have, you know, 10 reporters, you know, 10 different video producers. We're doing skits. We're doing comedy. We got sitcoms. We got movies. And we're heading in that direction. And it's thanks to you guys who are becoming members at Timcast.com. So – It'll 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 uh, uh, it'll come soon. I think in the next week or so is our our, our timeline for the newsrooms. It's coming very soon. Let's read these super chats. And uh, again, thanks so much for smashing the like button and subscribing and sharing the show. All right, let's see. Brian Davis says first super chat ever. Been listening to you for about three years now, and I can't say I regret it. Ian and Lydia, keep him in line. Okay, hey, there you, you go. Know it. <laughs> All right. Angela Lucarelli says, 55 years old, bought more than one of the BioTrust's products. They are great. Love them. I love They it. really are good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly picky on a lot of the sponsors we, we, we do. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm actually one of the worst people to work with because, um, <laughs> I, I kid you not, I get a bunch, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to name any companies because I don't disrespect them, but I get like, you know, 
three or four emails and they're like, how about this? And I'm like, I have a bunch of restrictions on what I'll, what I'm willing to say. Yeah. Um, it has to be like totally honest and legit. I yes. won't endorse anything I've never <laughs> used. And we, we had, I got asked to do a sponsor out. I was like, not, nah, not doing it. Never going to happen. Huh. I, I just so, want, but I, I, I legit like the Biotrust stuff. I yeah. want to give a shout out to Biotrust. That that product's really good. I love that they have no color in their stuff. It's like smooth and Real. silky, like sand. I'm not like it's even finer than sand. You know, it's just like pure and, collagen and crystals, like powdered sugar. If, almost, if, if my wife is watching, she's gonna make sure that I get some. Yeah. Because she's always trying to say like, you need this. You're aching here. You're aching there. You yeah. need this to be better for yourself. My 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 I'll, left I'll, side. I'll check it out. Yeah. Right. I, I I ate it. I uh, uh we have a phrase for this. I can't say. I ate ish. Skating the other day. Oh, skating? Brutal. Huh. It wasn't even, it, it was like, it was, I twisted. And so now I've got some like muscle strains. Oh no. And it's brutal. We gotta get that inversion table. Uh, yes. Hang it yep. upside down, brah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That'll be good. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, inadvertent, uh, shout out. Thanks for the super chat, Angela. Alfie says, if you're talking about inflation, please bring on Peter Schiff. Here's what I would love to do. Max Kaiser and Peter Schiff. Can we make that happen? Yeah. That'd be the, the debate or the conversation mm-hmm. of the decade. How do we make that happen? Can we do so that? what I found with Peter Schiff is that he's incredibly hard to get a hold of. Ah. Trust me, I've tried. But cool if you can find though. a way to make it happen, I'd love to do it that. It would be so fun. amazing to have him and Max yeah. Kaiser. Because Max is such a character. He'd be like, <laughs> Peter, shut up. No, <laughs> <laughs> ah. you're wrong. And, and then he fires gross. the money gun at him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when Max came on, he had the money guns. And he was spraying money. He was like, it's fiat. It's worthless. <laughs> oh, Max man. was hilarious. Interesting person. I'll fight you naked, says. <laughs> yes. A letter to a woke heart on medium by Alexander. I'll just keep paying until mm. someone reads it. I did read it. I read it. I read part of it mm. yesterday. I what is it? To read it. It's just a note, and it's trying to figure out what's going on, why people are woke. I haven't got through the whole huh. thing, but I will. I promise. Payne Martinson says Tim must love El Salvador right now. Oh, you know it. Oh, Luke cool. Luke posted he's going El Salvador. He's like, who's coming with really? me? Really? Yeah, El Salvador <laughs> yeah. just made Bitcoin legal legal tender. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So now uh, people are saying Tesla's forced to accept it in El Salvador if they want to sell Teslas. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, it's funny when people say, "Oh, Bitcoin, I don't understand it. It makes no sense." And I'm just like, "Here's the only thing you need to understand." Mm-hmm. Goldman Sachs said it was a new asset class. JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, whatever, a bunch of these firms, I, I think those are the correct ones, I could be wrong, have been now advising their clients to purchase this huh. for investment. I'm pretty sure the ultra-wealthy elites aren't planning on losing money on this one. Yeah. And China put a bunch of money in it, too. And they keep manipulating the market, probably to buy more. Dan N. says, gold and silver is the only way to get through this, simple as that. Now, that's uh, um, mostly true. It's not the only way, okay, so it's not true, but it is Gold and silver are excellent. They, they absolutely, absolutely are excellent. And um, I won't advise anybody what to do, but I personally won't just buy crypto. I've got uh, silver and gold as well and copper. I think platinum and palladium are also fascinatingly awesome. Things you can do stuff mm, with. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Tom Wark says, your POTUS came to Great Britain, tried to bully our gov about the Northern Irish pro- uh, protocol. Our elected dem- Democratic MPs went bananas. The U.S. staff had to walk it back very quickly. Your thoughts, mine, God help us, hmm. w- when he does Putin. <laughs> oh, Biden's a mess. Uh, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, have you guys ever seen Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Part of it. Yes. So, so you know uh, Tony Shalhoub's character? It's like, so for those <laughs> that aren't familiar, they, get, they go on this, like, actual, sp- they're, 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 ba- they're basically a, a, a parody of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And they're actors, has-beens, and then real aliens come, and they get to go on the actual spaceship. And everyone's kind of, like, freaked Sigourney out. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tim That's Allen. Fun, yeah. But Tony Shalhoub yeah. is just like, uh, 
I guess they're saying we're going to blow up, but we don't get it. Whatever. And he's just like laughing and like, this is ridiculous. That's how I feel. It's like we're, it's like, it's, it's just like watching, you know, ships are exploding in the sky. Buildings are falling over and I'm just laughing. Like, You're right. There is kind of a, what dis- am I going to do? You there's know? a disembodied feel to it. It's like he's going to, what? He's going to talk to Putin. All right. I'm just laughing. We'll see what happens. It's going to be yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and then it's like I imagine the way I imagine it, it's like the first time you watch Biden go on an inter- international trip. It's just like you're sitting there in your pajamas. You're watching TV and you're just like, oh, geez, mm. Biden, what are you doing? The second time he does it, you're sitting there and you're wearing like, you know, uh, you got your armor vet. You got your armor on mm-hmm. your level three or whatever. And you're like, oh, it's getting crazy out there. <laughs> and then you hear you hear a noise and you like, you know, chamber around. You're like, what was that? <laughs> and then he goes and meets Putin. And it's like your, your house is half destroyed. Your TV's there. and It's flickering with the image of Biden. And you're standing there with pen under your eyes and your AR, and you're like, "Those were the days." This is all, you know. It's just it's just a downward spiral of Biden saying stupid things. <laughs> At least Trump scared people. You know, they were scared when Trump came in. And the situation was different when Trump came in. We weren't in a hyper or rel- heading towards hyperinflation. There was no pandemic, so Biden's got all that kind of clouding is the other thing is Biden's going in now, and Putin and every other world leader. Allies and adversaries know the role that Joe Biden played in this Russiagate nonsense, yep. trying to fame, trying to frame Donald Trump, right, as a Russian spy. It's, I, I, I find it nuts and very dangerous. The idea that these guys were behind it, and now they're going to go and they're going to challenge and threaten Putin after what these guys yep. did. This is bad. Yep, yep. All right, hostile bogey inbound says I put all my money in moonshine. So many practical uses. When it hits the fan, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, actually, we, we, we talk about this. What's, hmm. let me ask you, what do you think is the most commonly used household item that is also the hardest to produce? I, I mean, moon, I'm going to say bourbon. I don't know. What? Uh, I mean, what, alcohol. What do you got? Yeah. I, I don't okay. know. I don't know. I, yeah. I think actually alcohol might not be that difficult to produce. So maybe, maybe like antiseptics, uh, bleach. I think, you know, Ian mentioned bleach yeah. uh, the other day. Yeah. Bleach was uh, running out. There was like a bleach shortage. There's a chlorine shortage right yeah, now. Chlorine uh, shortage. Yeah. So I think I, I don't have a ton of uses right. for bleach personally. I'm not going to put bleach in my wound substance. But uh, mouthwash, you can clean a wound with it. Uh-huh. Uh, you can rinse Salt. your mouth with it. Salt's another good one. Yeah, it's it's antiseptic. Uh-huh. Isopropyl alcohol is limited. Honey, the household item we use most that's most difficult to produce. Hmm. Yeah, I think it might be antiseptic, dude. Right. How would you even make, you know, ethyl alcohol and I don't know. I, I suppose it's not that difficult to, to, to make. I don't know. But it's not easy, but that's it's very a, common. That's a very good question. I think about this. If, uh. if you know, one of the biggest problems with uh, uh, infections before we had antiseptics was like you'd lose right. an arm, you'd die, you'd get right. sepsis. Septic, yeah. Now you get a cut, you walk through the woods, you splash some, you know, rinse it off, you uh. put some antiseptic on it, and then it's you're good. Uh. So it's a really important thing to have. Uh, I bought a bunch of manuka honey. Which is apparently the most medicinal honey on the planet. Yes. It's huh. a specific they type use of honey. It in wound has this stuff MGO. I don't know what it stands for off the top of my head, but I got like the the highest rated most most medicinal manuka in the world you can order. Interesting. And uh, it was like hundreds huh. of dollars to buy. Wait, can you eat this? You can too? eat it, and it's delicious. Wait, it is so, so sweet and pure. So it's medicinal. Do you put it on? You put wounds? it in a wound. If someone gets a, a a horrible, you know, if someone gets a wound, you can pack it in, and it'll act as a disinfectant and yeah. a healing. I person. used to work with a wound nurse, and we would pack people's wounds with. We would use silver, and we used honey, and we used these really thin strips of like the silvery fabric. It was super interesting. I love that job. Patrick Giles says, "Tim, can you get Brett Weinstein on to talk about ivermectin and the crime of the century? Uh, I mm. would love to. Um, definitely, we've invited them before, but." 
you know, when people are running their own shows, it's really hard. Uh, but absolutely, I'd love to reach out to Brett and Heather and have them come out when they're available. So we'll look into that. We and are going to talk about Avermectin soon. Well, if we can, YouTube bans people when they do. No joke. We'll see. Yep. All right. Zero Red Fox says, Brett Weinstein just posted a discussion with a top virologist and engineer called How to Save the World in Three Easy Steps. I love that It's mind-blowing mm-hmm. what the data reveals, and I urge everyone to watch it. Wow. Definitely. Dude, Brett is a power. Yeah, he's Powerful a rat. He's a cool dude. Good. Yeah, big fan. Rampton 6600 says, Tim, the Karen thing is super racist. What if we were talking about the Pablos and the Laquishas? Or how about those Chans, Mohammeds, and Sanjayas? That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Wait, but what Yeah, what do those names mean? I don't... All white people? It's just different ethnic names. Different ethnic I got a kick out of that comment. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason Moon says, don't forget most truck drivers are conservative and probably won't be let into New York. I'm okay with that. Mm. Uh, mm. If you want to stay in New York, there you go. B. Anderson says, possible drought solution. It's going to be a big project, but if we can dig a huge canal through the desert areas of southwest United States, natural salt filtration, saltwater brackish fresh. I mean, yeah. Why don't we? You know, you know what? I just want. I think I'm. I'm. I'm interpreting that thing about the truck drivers driving into New York a little differently. What if the person is saying? <clears throat> what if the, maybe this is what they're saying? That when we're talking about how uh, how New York can hurt Texas or Texas business, maybe the point is like, well, which I've heard other people speak about at different times. Like, why don't <clears throat> why don't conservatives just say we're going to put an embargo on New York? You want shipments? You're not getting shipments. You need this kind of work. You need that kind of work. Because remember, New York is not, this is, New York, it's partly a blue city. There are other parts that are not. Right. Right? Staten Island, a lot of Queens still, parts well, that, of Brooklyn still. That's what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. That leads to the physical separation and divide, which right. ultimately leads to war. I'd rather have uh, compacts, as you were speaking about before, business compacts. I, d- I think that the hyperpolarization, the fact that the, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's the matrix. The, the, the leftists, the Democrats, they live in a paranoid, psychotic, delusional reality. They, they think that the conservatives, they think shows like this are all QAnon because they live in a paranoid, delusional state. Now, a lot of the Q people believe absolutely insane things for insane reasons, but most non-woke, anti-woke, anti-establishment, disaffected liberals, moderates, intellectual dark web, conservative, etc. Regular people with difference of opinions that are paying attention to the news and actually watched the videos. But you have this very dominant establishment faction that literally believes Trump's a Russian spy. My favorite was, was when you know, Chris Hayes had that guy on who said that Trump may have been a Soviet spy <laughs> since the 80s. Yeah, like the, the Soviet uh, Union's the, gone, right. dude. There were a number of them who said that. Yeah, a serious psychopath. And that is the establishment. That is that is the mainstream line. You go to a regular right. Democrat and they'll say, I don't know. I think it's true. Right. No, I know. That's what's scary. It's you look at what they've been covering for at least the last five years. And now we're all going to have to go back and go back before it. What else have we totally been misled about? Oh, I would love to go into that. Oh, yeah. yeah later tonight. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> yeah. On the after show or something. Yeah. The comedian says, words offer the means to meaning. And for those of us who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? Alan Moore, Beaver Vendetta, an excellent line. Great movie, by the way. I like oh, this. he wrote Watchmen, right? Alan Moore? Yeah. So I didn't know that was the same guy. Yeah, oh, dude. There's a lot of Watchmen. He's legit. Yeah, he, he was making a point. It was really funny about people who are identifying with uh, Rorschach from Watchmen. Yeah. And he was like, he's an awful, like, 
uh, a moral absolutist who doesn't bathe. Like, you're not supposed to like the guy. But <laughs> people did. I'm like, yeah, you're not supposed to. All right. Uh, Fisk the Lonebax says, buying real estate allows rich people and businesses, domestic and foreign, uh, foreign, to dump their U.S. dollars before the value of that dollar tanks from inflation. Yep. That's a good point. And they can buy it right. marked up and just put their money somewhere. It also, uh, I, I think I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure if you aren't an American citizen, you can still start start an American corporation. Oh, so long as you have the money. And then you can use that corporation to sponsor yourself and hire yourself. Whoa. And so it's like a way people come in. This real estate story that you're talking about, and I'm not just talking about the threat. I'm talking about generally. This is, this is really important and really big for a number of different reasons. I think this is something that people will be... I, I know you guys will be, but something that people are going to be talking about a lot because it's a it's a big deal. The real estate thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, generally, the number of people who are buying real estate, what it looks like, if there are foreign, if there are foreign interests involved, there are. Yeah, so China's been buying us, buying up vast swaths of right. Western land and farmland. Right. They, they're doing it all over the world. And and different. I mean, you know, and different residential. Different you, you residential know, homes all over. The best thing yeah. is it's that basically the federal government wants China to have U.S. dollars to maintain the petrodollar. Then China then uses those mm-hmm. dollars to strip away our assets and resources so that we eventually collapse. Victims of our own uh, uh, broken system. And greed. Yeah. Yep. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I believe that for the most part, the establishment, Democrats and Republicans are like, well, this party's over. Um, before we get kicked out of the house, I'm going to go steal the fine china and silverware. Oh, no, I think that's true. I think yeah. a lot of them have totally given up. I think that they've just said, forget it. I'm like, look, everyone else is doing it. Why, why don't I get cut into it? Uh, I know how they feel. Get invited to a nice Upper West Side uh, party in Manhattan. is very really nice luxury penthouse. The cops show up and arrest the guy who lives there because he's got drugs. And then everyone's shrugging, and some guy just starts grabbing the silverware. It's like fine silver and putting it in their pocket, and you're like, eh, screw it. You pull a painting off the wall, and you walk out. You know? Hey, party's over. Might as well take some stuff with us. It sounds like a scene from a Dark Mirror version of uh, Trading Places <laughs> when Eddie Murphy is living in the uh, – Maybe maybe, place. maybe if I do run for office, it'll be under that – completely honest uh, uh, stance. It's like, I have no policy positions, but if you vote for me, I can assure you I will do everything in my power to extract as much value from the working class for myself and then just sit back to watch the rest of it burn to the ground. I will not let the food go bad. Uh, I'll make sure it gets eaten. How will you deal with the rampant homelessness in Los Mm. Angeles? Uh, I won't, but I will claim to and hold vast fundraisers to raise tons of money for my own personal endeavors. Uh, Next question. Um, yes, uh, I'm worried about the working class wages. I don't care. You're on your own, but I will pretend to care to hold fundraisers and then, you know, go buy an infinity pool or something before it all falls apart. Fun guy says the value of a house is what someone is willing to pay for it, whether that is a private citizen or a private business. All that is happening is people don't want to pay what the market is demanding. Well, I suppose the, the, the issue is when all of the homes are owned by one big firm, 
It'll be like Ukraine. Have you ever been to Ukraine? I have not. No. So I, I was looking at uh, housing prices. I was like, I wonder how much it costs to live in Kiev. It's like comparable to American prices. Really? I'm like, how is somebody who makes 400 bucks a month, like right. the average uh, comp- wage for a lot of Ukrainians, in Ukraine, right. how this was, it, well, it's oligarchs around the country. Right. It is a small handful that, of ultra right. wealthy who sees. who lives in Kiev, right, the oligarchs. Well, no, you rent from them. So rent right. is really cheap, but property is extremely expensive. Ooh, maybe that's what we're going to see. That's, maybe that's the idea. Yeah. It seems like a bad investment for an American to buy property in, in, in Kiev because the amount of rent mm. you'd get from it is not going to be that much. But for the oligarchs, they own it all. Yeah. You have no choice. You are serfs. All right. Too Good Gaming says, hey, Tim, been following since 2018, and I listen every day. Thanks for the work you do, bro. And everyone, make sure to check out the Fresh and Fit podcast. Absolutely. You know what I was thinking of doing? I want to hire somebody who is just like a gym rat who yes. likes eating healthy. And then have them just be in the house. And I was like, we should get a board with, like, all of the people who work here. And so exciting. you have to do a certain amount of exercise. And if you do the right amount of exercise, like 30 minutes a day of simple mm-hmm. stuff, plus you eat the, the, the meal that the, 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 health, the health fitness guru says you should eat, you get a golden star. <laughs> but yes. if you get five golden stars in a week, you get a bonus. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't the, that be great? Is the golden star made of copper? No, he's a little, you know, those little stickers. Sticker. That would be cool. That would be cool. Incentive based. I like that. Yeah. So like one day he'll be like, Ian, bro, like I need 15 sit-ups from you, bro. I don't, get a- <laughs> I don't need the star. I then don't yank need it. You're not going to get a bonus, bro. I'm telling what, you, bro. What's the bonus? I like it. I don't know. From week to week, it Paycheck, changes. You know, yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. It would just be like a cash bonus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty that sure. That's great. Because I'm pretty sure um, health insurance companies lower your rates if you do something like that. So they you can do, pass the yes. savings. Wow. Oh, if you don't smoke yeah. or whatever. I like that. Yeah. Pass the savings on to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think the idea of having a work, uh, you know, a, a company of people who are healthy, fit, sharper, stronger, faster, right. you know. I love it. Oh, yeah. there you go. the distance. Yeah. Well, it's like, like it. 15 minutes of aerobic, 15 minutes of anaerobic, and well, you got to eat a lean meat with some vegetables. A lot of kale. A lot of kale. Here. Yeah, we got. We're growing sure. kale. I okay. noticed. I, I ate. Oh, yeah, kale's great to grow. Right? I yeah, ate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Easy. ate a lot of pizza the last couple days. <gasps> oh. No gold star. Yeah. No gold star for me. But what I noticed <laughs> oh, is wow. it's different than not just not eating vegetables. If you just don't eat vegetables, that's one thing. But if yeah. you eat other crap <laughs> yeah. like bread and, instead, yeah. it's way harder to get Weighs back. You down. I was yeah. feeling like hu- I was feeling hungry because yeah. I didn't have nutrients, but I was full. So it's it's not that you don't have nutrients. It's that you're taking in a bunch of carbs. They fill up your belly. But they hit your bloodstream really fast. The sugar goes really fast, and suddenly you're hungry again. So you end up consuming more calories than you would otherwise. This, this, this is great. Can yeah. I just? I, I, I got to read this. Slender says BlackRock isn't just accessing printer go burr money. The loans they take out are guaranteed by the Fed. So if Ooh. the house values fall, taxpayers pick up the bill directly. And if they rise, taxpayers pay with inflation. That's cool. So you will not yeah. own the house, but you'll pay for it anyway. Hmm. That's. Brian Jensen says, Tim, Biden appointed multiple former BlackRock executives to his cabinet. One to the Treasury. BlackRock is manipulating markets and profiting. Yeah. That's where it is, man. Is it a, is it a U.S. corporation? I don't know. Look it up. I'm looking it up right now. CL says, BlackRock has been creating rental-backed securities, which is the same thing as a mortgage-backed. Uh, BR sells a bundle of the homes as a security. Wow. Rental-backed securities. What is it? A rental-backed yeah. security. How does that work? The value of the security is based on the properties in which tenants are paying rent. Huh. It's like the same thing as a mortgage-backed security, bro. You've got, a, you've got a, you've got a really uh, 
interesting audience too. They're really with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're yeah, yeah. very the they're, smartest. They're, yeah. Right. No they're, BS, they're, man. I um, I find myself like being goofy on this show and kind of like yeah. it doesn't fly. These people are too smart. Thank yep. you guys. Keep <laughs> That's why people right. are always young at Ian. Yeah. I, they're so like I Ian. so straight. <laughs> uh, BlackRock is American multinational yeah. investment management corporation. Whatever that means. So maybe they're located in Panama. I don't know. But yeah, if I could American. read every single super chat, we used to early on, mm-hmm. and then the show got bigger, and then it was like this is just way too many. And I'd read them really fast, and then I realized we're not really getting the super chats if we just mm-hmm. speed read them. So we gotta like you know try and talk about them. Mm-hmm. Calibert Neutral says, "Please do an imitation of Brian Stelter having an argument with his wife over if he should report lies, like the neutered monk of Ga- on Game of Thrones." <sighs> I don't think I can do an impersonation of Brian Stelter because I don't watch him. <laughs> you know, so it's like I can watch someone talk and then kind of imitate what they do and then try from there to create the character but I have to watch I would have to watch some of his uh, some, of, some of his stuff and I, and I don't I mean I've watched some of it but not enough Rad number two says dad this money isn't real it was printed by the Montana militia it'll be real soon <laughs> enough was a joke now it's becoming reality with crypto and state currency yeah I mean why don't we have state currency state uh, currencies you, you ever hear of the Ithaca hour no negative yeah, Ithaca, New York, uh, for a while had their own. I know own, Ithaca, New York. I lived there for a while. They had their own yeah. currency. It was called the hour. Interesting. When, and uh, it, When it, was it, that? How long ago did they have I think that? it was like 10 years ago. It started to fall out of use. Huh. So I went there a few years ago, and they said they have them, but no one really cares anymore. The, the huh. thing about a local currency is that it can't leave your jurisdiction. So what we saw with, like, Detroit, you had these auto manufacturers. People worked for them. When they left, people didn't have money anymore, so the local economy had nothing to spend. Huh. But people were still producing things there. There are still farms. There's still food. They just couldn't trade because they didn't have any money. Money went somewhere else. If you had a local currency, you could keep trading. So I, I watched this documentary about it, and they said once the Ithaca Hour came into existence, all of a sudden everyone's homes became amazing. Because local labor, the currency was always there for the things people could do locally. Can you grow food or buy computers? No. But someone can fix up your bathroom. And they would pay in the hour, and then the hour would circulate amongst them all like crazy. So it worked. Would it get federal taxes uh, taken out of it? I don't know. Probably. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay tax on all of it. Isidore Calderon says, Texas coin equals lone stars. I mean, it sells itself. Yep. Come on, Abbott, get on this. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, Wizdo, or Wizd of Zaz. Have you heard about goldbacks, Tim? Several states accept them as legal tender. There is an amount of physical gold commensurate with denomination of respective notes. Never heard of that. Interesting. Michael Wilson says, I got accepted to MSU for film studies today. I'd love to take an internship writing short narratives or cast castle. Um, sure, but I'd be willing to bet film studies becomes gender studies very quickly. And they're going to be like, the first lesson is the wokeness of how film was made Ugh. or like the whiteness or whatever. But um, feel free to sh- send a message to jobs at timcast.com where we go through uh, and we're looking at people. We're hiring a bunch of people. We're mostly trying to fill the newsroom right now. It's a slow process because I'm doing a lot of Q&A. It's far from perfect. Slow process. I'd love to do what Vice does or any of those big New York companies. You hire one person and say hire five people and mm-hmm. you walk away. Yeah, but you see how that turns out. I know. Yeah. You get a bunch of really dumb, woke people being like, Donald Trump <laughs> is a fascist part 42. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we, we read that article before. Mm. Move on. All right. Shaboingus says, hey, just curious why you don't stream on Rumble. I'm a member at your site, but wouldn't it be good to promote free non-YouTube platforms while you still can? Uh, we have to do a ton. I wish we could just let me put it this way. We are not just like a camera in front of a computer like 
a lot of YouTubers will have a webcam and turn it on and just talk. We have a big computer with, I, w- I would say we're prosumer level. We're not consumer, but we're not alt pro. We don't use TriCaster. We're using just regular, you know, uh, amateur streaming gear, but we're upgrading. And that makes it really difficult to just switch up the whole system. So we actually have to get new tables built for camera positioning. We have to get uh, special lights. We're, get, we're moving the studio into a different room, which, which, which is bigger and better. And we're getting a new computer sent here hopefully soon. It's been two any, months. Any maybe now, maybe right? it'll be here. I don't know. There's chip shortage and the, and the apocalypse and all that. So, yeah, I wish it were so easy. To, but but we, we are planning this. We started uploading to Rumble. And we are planning on doing multi-platform streams and all that stuff. But uh, ultimately, we'll see how it plays out. All right. Big Mac Attack says, only problem about cryptocurrency is that it requires tech. In a war, a high-altitude nuke could uh, EMP the whole country. Boom, all electronics fried, yep. including cold storage, unless you have it shielded. Physically backed currency a la gold, standard safer. Uh, here's the problem with, with gold. Gold and silver. Why are they valuable? Uh, silver has medicinal properties. Gold also, you could argue, has medicinal properties. Other than that... Mm. You can make superconductors out of it. Yeah, they're hard to find. Initially, gold was easy to stamp because it's soft and it was rare. So it was easy to take this metal and hard for them to counterfeit, hard for them to produce. And so it became valuable. If you found gold, you could be like, ooh, I can give this them. They can stamp it. We have legal currency. So gold is scarce. It becomes valuable. People have confidence in it. Cryptocurrency is valuable for basically the same thing. It's, 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 it's Bitcoin's basically the same thing. Other cryptos are more like stocks or securities. Now, what happens if the total economy of the planet collapses? Uh, None of it's worth anything. If all the, if everything remained in place, but the economy would just, is, is everything was at zero all of a sudden? No, I mean like the apocalypse happens. Like all the electricity gets knocked out? Yeah. Mad yeah. Max. Oh. Gold's People, not going to be worth anything. No, food is where it's at. Water. Food and water, yeah. Bullets, yeah. yeah. And that's the point I make. You know, Alex Jones would be like, buy your gold, people. And I'm like, I'll tell you this. If if I walked up and I saw, you know, you, uh, Lee on my left and Ian, and I said, I got this, you know, roast beef with Swiss and, oh, and Dijon mustard and a bottle of water. Or I'm sorry, not, not the bottle of water, just a Dijon sandwich. Who wants it and what can you trade? And Ian, if you offered me gold, I'd be like, uh-huh, what do you have? And if you mentioned you had a bottle of water, I'd be like, deal. I don't need gold. What am I going to do with it? Put it in my pocket. It's heavy. Yeah. It's hard to transport. Yeah, you could argue that the currency even only ever got created after society had been established because right. we had access to food and water. Like exactly. the farming communities of the Mediterranean. Water, water is heavy and hard to carry, but you need water. You need to drink it. So I'm like, meh, gold is good. It is. But any any kind of confidence-based value system is predicated upon a functioning economy of some sort, even if it's a rudimentary economy. So I, I think about, that's why I mentioned, mouthwash. Someone's going to be like, what do you have to trade? And you're going to be like, I have a gold coin. What am I supposed to do with that? Carry I, extra weight for no reason? I, actually I got a, a bottle of mouthwash. I need to clean, to clean a wound. I have silver oh. mouthwash. You guys ever use that oh. stuff? Oh, yeah. The yes. best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Tastes great. All right. We'll do a, we'll do a, a couple more here. Couple more stupid chits. Yvonne Lee says, "Tim, please shout out to Noodle Blossoms. They keep spamming the chat, saying how much they love your show, saying it's the best, and want your autograph." Hey, thank you very much. OG Boxer says, "As a libertarian, I can't believe I'm saying this. We need to reestablish Glass Steagall." Oh. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I'm I'm going to butcher it if I try to explain it, but I think it separated standard banking accounts from in, be, being used as investments. Huh. Is that right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, I'm, it's I'm been a while since I've gone uh, over the Glass-Steagall stuff. Uh, yeah. But basically, my understanding was 
individuals who put their money in the banks, the banks couldn't use that for giving out loans. It's it's crazy how as a libertarian, because I, I think myself pretty pretty alignment with libertarian. But when I find myself being like, we need to make this illegal, we need to use the government to do like, <laughs> there's just no ideal. Oh, okay, here we go. Rick Ortiz says, "Did you see Jeffrey Lubing was rehired by CNN? If you're a leftist, apparently you can you can mostly peacefully get rid of the elderly and stroke it onto a Zoom video chat. Yep. I, was he rehired? I thought I so. saw he was on TV. I thought I thought I saw something that CNN had forgiven, but I I may be mistaken. I don't. Uh, I, that that would be strange, but not the strangest thing that's happened in the press over the last few years. What was that guy's story? Uh." I'm, I'm that I'm, I'm not I'm family friendly. Defer yeah, to offline not, conversation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He All did right. unwise things. Yes. In a, in, a, in a meeting. On Zoom oh, meeting. I yep. heard about that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. In a Zoom meeting. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> Ski <laughs> man from Toronto says, hey, Tim and crew love the show. You've been one of the few accurately portraying IRL news. Ontario, Canada finally opening out of lockdown tomorrow with barely any freedom. It's brutal. Trudeau and PCR love. Tisk tisk. Yeah, man, I've been I've been hearing how awful it is. Really bad. And you know that guy's not locked down, Trudeau. He's probably running around free. Mm-hmm. Of course. Skin. Rules for thee, but not for me, baby. Right. My friends, if you haven't already, give us a nice little like. Tap that little like button. Subscribe to this channel. And as always, share the show with your friend. You can take this. People can watch it in its entirety. If you think the conversations we're having are important, please consider sharing it. And to put it simply, if you think we deserve more views than CNN, then help us do that by sharing the show. If you're listening on, on, on any podcast platform, word of mouth is the best thing. Leave us a good review. You can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at TimCastIRL and share our videos there to help us grow as well, because we're trying to leverage all of this to get people to go to TimCast.com. And I'm hoping that we can have a big network. Hopefully within a year, we've got a massive functioning newsroom. You know, I always see these leftists and they're like, here are the top 10 performing links for, on Facebook. And it's like, you know, Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Dan Bongino, Fox <laughs> News, Daily Wire. And I'm like, we got to get a Timcast in there. We're going to start doing that. And then eventually he's going to, they're, they're, I want them to start yelling, why is Timcast getting all of these clicks? Because people share our content and we're better than the mainstream media. But, uh, it would be, it would be nice and I'm looking forward to that. So thanks for the support. You can follow me personally at Timcast basically everywhere. And of course, the show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So don't forget to come live, hang out. Do you want to shout out your book maybe or anything else? I, I want to thank you guys. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. It's been a huge, uh, huge pleasure. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah, your audience just getting a sense of it right there is really interesting, really devoted, really smart. So. Thank you all for uh, including. Thanks to your audience for right uh, for, for welcoming coming. me here. Yeah. What was the name of your two books? Uh, the plot know? against the president and um, the permanent coup. Actually, I wrote another book in 2010 called The Strong Horse, and that's about the Middle East. Oh, so and that was. Oh, what's that about? No, was that that was about the Middle East. I lived in Cairo and Beirut for a bit, and so I was reporting from there, trying to explain the different things that were going on and how uh, we misunderstood. 9-11. We took it too personally. Thought it was about us. It was not about us. It was about different fights going on in the Middle East. I would love to talk about that. Okay. Um, I look forward to it. And what's your Twitter? So people can follow you on Twitter. Lee Smith, DC. Thanks, man. You I'm know, Lee Smith. there's not much I love more than supporting my friends and seeing them thrive. So if you want, you can buy a t-shirt, a We oh. Are Change t-shirt from Luke Rutkowski and We Are Change. I don't know where, but it's on the internet somewhere. And also go to <laughs> timcast.com and uh, check out the, the shop. And see if you, why don't you go get one of those T-shirts yes. or a mug maybe with my likeness on it. Oh yes, uh, you, I also wore my We Are Changed T-shirt today. It said uh, "Make 1984 Fiction Again." And I just looked this up. Jeffrey Tubin is 
back at CNN. Wow. Ugh. Yes, Tubin you can literally get away no with standards. some gross yeah. things and oh, get man. back onto CNN. Maybe, maybe we can out. talk about that in the bonus segment. <laughs> oh, and then maybe you. something more serious. I don't want to. All right. <laughs> if you haven't already, go to TimCast.com, become a member, smash that like button. We will see you in the bonus segment. It usually goes up around 11 or so p.m. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.